Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, if you'd like to hear this show without ads and plugs interrupting, there's one thing you can do right now to make that happen. And that is become a PW Torch VIP member. You get about a dozen other podcasts throughout the week that I host that are VIP exclusive, and you get the Wade Keller post shows and podcasts during the week with the ads and plugs removed, all on a separate feed exclusively for VIP members. Plus tons of other podcasts that are VIP exclusive, access to our full archives of podcasts dating back to 2004, which includes post-pay-per-view roundtables dating back to late 2004. Also access to our full archives, thousands of podcasts, over 1,500 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter that started it all, add free access to our website and more. Check out full details at pwtorchvipinfo.com. That's pwtorchvipinfo.com to get full details and then jump to our sign-up form. It's mobile-friendly, desktop-friendly. In two minutes, you can be a VIP member, show support for us, and we'll give you a lot in return, including a streamlined listening experience on your iPhone or Android device with the ads and plugs removed. Go check it out, pwtorchvipinfo.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now, PW Torch brings you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. It's time to talk this week's WWE Monday Night Raw. I feel, Tom, we need to do two podcasts, one about the first two hours and 45 minutes, and, like, there's this whole separate world of the the wedding between Lana and Bobby Lashley with, with plenty of talking points, um, because there was a lot to talk about uh, on the main show, but we're going to start with the wedding. Tom, do you have a... Uh, 
a kind of a headline coming out of this as you try to sort through and make sense out of the the drama that WWE per, uh, attempted to portray there in the uh, in the wedding and, and certainly in some cases succeeded. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. As that went on, I thought, well, I think I know what most of our calls are going to be about tonight. Uh, if if I had to knee jerk reaction pick one singular headline to pick out of this, I would say that WWE is putting a uh, same sex romance angle at the forefront again. They're they're taking a swing at uh, that sort of thing again. I, obviously, obviously the um, I think the one that springs to mind the most when people think of these also involves a major wedding angle with Billy and Chuck, and it's not remembered all that fondly for multiple reasons. Uh, and uh, I mean, maybe we're maybe we're looking at this one more retroactively since it seems to be an ended relationship. But I think that that's a pretty major point coming out of this. And and I'm wondering if that wasn't just a shock value, not a throwaway aspect of this, but that they're not going to be together and that it's not going to be the focus of this. And it's more not about in well, I guess infidelity of 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 Bobby, both Bobby and eh, infidelity is not the word. I guess with Lana it would be if if Lashley and Lana had an exclusive relationship. By the way, for those of you who are tuning in and didn't catch up on what happened on Raw, you can't do that. <laughs> you got to check out uh, pwtorch.com on your phone. Just push pause. At least read the end of my Raw report so you can see what we're talking about. Because it's real. I mean, it would take a long time to catch everybody up and explain. But Liv Morgan came out. And I honestly didn't know if it was her or not. Like, I'm so used to her and her other getup, and there's a certain interchangeability with some of the blonde women in WWE, not criticizing, not complimenting, just stating a fact. And then it struck me, oh my God, that's Liv! (laughs) And then then she revealed that she was having an affair, and teased it was Lashley, or people assumed it was, shame on them, and it turned out to be Lana. Um, Lana just beat her up, so apparently... She was just in it for the sex, I guess, and not for a long-term relationship. I don't know what we're supposed to think. Um, and then, and then, long story short, after two other people came out and revealed they were first spouses to both Lana and Lashley, and I'm not quite sure what the point of that was. We'll talk it through, see if we can collectively get to a conclusion on that. Um, Rusev popped out of the biggest wedding cake prop you'll ever see, predictably, and, uh, and attacked Bobby and Lana, and then... And then Liv Morgan returned and joined in and beat in the beatdown, and they went off the air. I still am processing because we do this right after the show ends. I'm still processing like what the point of all this is and where it leads. Are are, are Rusev and Liv going to end up being a couple? Even though Liv is saying Lana helped her realize who she is, are they going to be a platonic partnership? Are they not going to hang out with each other again? Is this leading to a WrestleMania mixed tag match? Uh, uh, Tom, again, uh, and we'll get the callers. We've got a lot of people lined up, so uh, hold tight, everybody. Uh, we should have a fun show here. Uh, but w- what do you think this is a setup for? Because I'm, I'm not sure they're going to continue the Live Lana thing other than reference that it happened. It's a talking point, but it doesn't seem like they're qu- going to be together. You are probably right there. That is a suspicion I, I had, even though it would be... I think it would make for some interesting TV, de- well, depending on how they handled it, uh, You know, to, to delve back into more details of that but it does seem like mixed tag is the next thing on the horizon i uh i've i've been something of an apologist for this whole angle just because i i feel like stories like this can exist on tv when they aren't wholly representative of 
all of the women on your TV program. And uh, <laughs> and for as much of a train wreck as I expected it to be, I I was looking forward to seeing this just to see what the heck they would do. And if it did turn into a giant chain, train wreck and I, I ended up uh, uh, enjoying it for the most part, I was, <laughs> to be honest, I was sitting <laughs> on my couch hooting and hollering uh, for most of it. I thought it was wildly entertaining. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, you know, I, I have been an apologist uh, of this for a while, but I think one of the best things I can say about it is that it doesn't seem like a fly by the seat of their pants kind of storyline. It seems like somebody sat down at the beginning of this and long term booked it out like they they've been building to this wedding and they, you know, surprised us with the live thing. I'm pretty sure, you know, now everything that she was saying that I, I fully agree with you on that. It just seemed like she was saying that she was going to be different, but she's really just turning herself into the same thing. Uh, that, that typical WWE blonde package. Now, in retrospect, everything that she was saying in those video packages makes sense. Yes, I, I'm really glad it led, it, it led somewhere. Um, I'm still not sure where it... I, I say I'm glad it led somewhere. I'm still not sure where it's leading. I mean, I can be satisfied right. that, you know, it led to here, but let's see where it goes. I, there were absolutely from a... I don't even want... I mean, I guess you, you can use the word camp. I think camp sometimes gets gets overused and and in this case i think they were going for something more than camp you know i think fuji vice was camp um i think this was an attempt to actually set things up and follow up on personalities and storylines and not just do something in a separate universe that's just to yuck it up for a few minutes of entertainment this was more than that but obviously there's camp aspects to it that fit the definition i i but again i'm like i'm still just trying to process like how are we supposed to feel about bobby and lana um and live and rusev and i i kind of i mean our our it seems like lana and bobby are willing to be angry briefly over the other's lack of honesty and forthrightness about their past marriages and even an affair um, in lana's case regard it's a woman or man i mean that could affect bobby differently good or bad um <laughs> for a variety of reasons but it might, he might be excited about this uh, at, at the moment. Uh, his character might be, even if he feels a little betrayed for not knowing or being a dupe for not picking up on it. I don't know. I just I don't know what next week is all about. But with Brock Lesnar and this wedding on the first night without Monday Night Football, based on our call volume right now, um, breaking the phone banks in terms of uh, how many people are on standby and wanting to join us, and now Brock coming back next week, I think there'll be a ratings pop this week. And uh, even in, the, in between Christmas and New Year's, I think next week, a lot of people are going to be curious what the follow-up is. Even if they're as confused as we are, um, they might have been amused enough at the same time, which I also was, to want to see where they go. Oh, for sure. And and I'm definitely in that boat, uh, again, going into it expecting a train wreck. And, and uh, even just... For, for my personal experience, I was I was watching it with my girlfriend in the house, and this, the scene was so bombastic that she had to come sit down and watch it with me. And yep. I'm sure that she probably, if I asked her, she'd say she probably wants to see what's uh, what's going on next week. And and uh, for the narrative beats of it, I, I think that they actually, uh, I mean, the, the other two people who came out, I felt like they, sure, while it was happening, I was like, why are, why are we doing this? We don't even know who these people are. Uh, this is neither here nor there, but the the man looked very much like Kevin Condren. I'm pretty sure that he was not in Hartford, but it really looked like independent wrestler Kevin Condren. Uh, Makes sense because he took uh, a bump. <laughs> yeah, we're right, right. And, it's either uh, him or Brad Maddox. You know, just like Liv is sort of interchangeable <laughs> with some people, this guy is interchangeable <laughs> with Brad Maddox. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> but once once Liv came out, I thought, okay, that must be why they had the other two people come out. So it's just this cavalcade of people interrupting. 
and we're like, oh my gosh, another one, and we don't really recognize her voice, and maybe don't like, uh, like you said, maybe don't recognize her at first, but then her coming out feels like a bigger deal because yeah. uh, because we've seen some nobodies come out, and we're just like, oh my gosh, get this over with. Oh, they're actually going somewhere with this. <laughs> um, so I feel like the past marriages thing was just the excuse to shuffle those guys out there to give to give Liv's entrance a little more oomph. And I, I'm not expecting that to really uh, to develop too much further. But the one person I do worry about in all of this is Rusev because he his whole thing is that he's com- been completely over this for months, but he keeps on messing with them uh yeah. so that's bizarre i don't know what i can believe from where from where the rusev character is coming from aloha torch faithful this is kelly wells host of pwt talks nxt every thursday you can hear me and my gang of idiots tom stout who shares thoughts from the live tapings and torch recapper nate Lindbergh as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT Live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe, or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Cheers! Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, and that's the thing. When there's ambiguity... I want it to be because either of my failure to pick up on obvious clues, which can happen from time to time, but, but, and I'd rather have it that than bad acting or bad execution of a good idea, a concrete idea, or, and I would say the worst situation is when they haven't thought of the things that we're wondering. It's, they don't think that's important. Like, they haven't thought through Rusev's motivations for being happy about losing Lana, but then interrupting the weddings. But I, but I think, I think what we're supposed to draw the conclusion of is, Rusev is like, if you don't want to be with me, so be it. You can have Bobby. You know, Bobby, you, you're stuck with her. And But I'm going to make life miserable for all of you. But at the same time, if he's saying, Bobby, you deserve Lana, and he really is over her, why not just pop out of the cake after the wedding becomes official? You know, did they... Right. Did they I mean, like, what is his motivation for interrupting it? And I guess you can say, hey, don't overthink it. Um, all he wanted to do was just mess with them because they obviously wanted to get married and Lashley delayed that and that's going to anger them more than attacking Lashley after their declared husband and wife. But but I just, I want, as this plays out, I've said this with a Bray Wyatt character, I mean this, I think this with Dark Order, I just want to retroactively look at it and go, okay, this all made sense. You know, like you're saying about Liv Morgan in the videos, I just want it to make sense. I want to look back and have my questions answered. And WWE... 
and warning, spoiler alert for new viewers who are catching up on the WWE library and WWE Network, WWE doesn't always pay off storylines in a way where the build-up to them all falls into place and makes sense. Um, and so I hope this I hope this rises to the occasion and above those. But I, I yeah, I mean it was it was WWE Entertainment fun. Um, Lana, you know, countering the what chance with the no, it's who and the who is me. And trying to get Alana Chan started was, I thought, the highlight comedically of of the wedding. I mean, because she seemed so earnest the crowd's chanting Rusev Day, and she just can't get the mic on the stand at first, gets frustrated, and then she's like, Lana Day, Lana Day. And she said it with, like, like this earnestness that made me think she thinks she can turn the crowd in her favor. Her character is thinking, I can turn the crowd in my favor if I just will it to happen. (laughs) So, um, and there were fun moments, and, you know, I never trust Bobby Lashley's acting, um, but in a, in a way it worked out in kind of a campy way because um, with everything going on, you couldn't really read what was going on, including when Liv was coming out. looked like Bobby was ashamed at first, and then it turns out I never touched her, and I don't know her, and the punchline was, yeah, he, he didn't. So I don't know. I mean, it's a lot to process. Yeah, yeah he, he mostly <laughs> uh, stood there like a Ken doll, which seemed like precisely what, uh, what Lana wanted. And I, I think I've continued to think that Lana is the absolute uh, best thing going for this whole story, because no matter oh, yeah. how annoying she is to to all of the audience, which, of course, is the point, she's just pouring herself into this so much to, to get it over. And even when she slips up uh, with what she's supposed to say or what she's supposed to do, she saves it, like with being flustered over the mic, not going back into place. Uh, yeah. So it, it does it does seem natural. She's very she's very adept at that. So. Um, yeah, it has, it has yeah. going for it. Yeah, but uh, other things happen on the show. We've got Andrade against Ray in a rematch next week for the U.S. title. We'll talk about how they handled that. We have Randy Orton duping the crowd and AJ Styles into thinking his career might be over. Um, and then he uh, surprised AJ Styles. Joke's on him, but I also, based on the crowd reaction, it seemed like the fans sort of thought, well, the joke is on us too, Randy. We were kind of worried for you. Um, so there was a pop, but also like, oh, God, you took us on this emotional roller coaster ride. I'm curious to hear from our onsite correspondent, kind of the the the, uh, the mood in the building, if, if it was mixed at all, as fans kind of soaked up the idea that Randy had just uh, taken them for a ride. We've seen WWE do that before too. And I'm curious, like, it, it, what the point of it was and you know if, if it was just well he got hurt and he can't wrestle so let's do this um and alistair black and buddy murphy had a, a re- an excellent rematch alistair black going over in 17 minutes on that one uh, more kevin owens and samoa joe and seth and aop and what i thought were really good performances I'm, I'm just so happy aop are being utilized this way and Kevin Owens is uh, is doing great work. Seth's doing great work. Joe is showing why I didn't buy for a minute when they signed him that he would just be a veteran good hand in NXT. You know, that was the idea that, well, he's going on 40 and he doesn't look the part that Vince McMahon wants. I p- checked the tape. I pushed back against that. I knew Joe, if given a chance, would become a star, and I thought he would be. And I think he's having doing his best work. Charlotte and, Italia, Charlotte and Italia have a match out of nowhere where fans aren't sure who to cheer. Street Profits get an upset win against the OC. Drew McIntyre uh, does some mic work that's a little out of his normal range. I want to talk to you about that, Tom, um, later. And, uh, gosh, what else? Andrade and Ricochet. Ricochet comes to the defense of a, of a poor jobber. So a lot happened on the show. We're going to open up the phone lines now to, uh, well, we already did, to everybody. We're going to start taking calls. If you want to get a line on the phone, Banks, the number is 347-215-8558. That's 347-215-8558. 
You can also email the show, Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. That's Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. We anticipate having an on site correspondent later on attending who attended in uh, um, Hartford tonight. And so we'll find out what it was like in the building for the wedding and, and everything else on that show. Uh, so I look forward to that. All right. Um, one note, I uh, did a 90-plus uh, minute decade in review with Sam Roberts on his show. He's often a guest on the Wade Keller Processing Podcast when we do pay-per-view previews and other shows such as a flagship. He, uh, I joined his show uh, this this week, his newest show that just dropped, we recorded this weekend, a decade in review, over an hour and a half of conversation about some of Pro Wrestling's top stories in the 2010s. So check that out if you haven't yet. Just search Not Sam uh, to check out my appearance on the show and also his recent guests. Uh, he gets uh, some big name interviews. So check that out. Um, VIP members, check out the uh, well over two hour decade in review show I did with Bruce Mitchell on the VIP exclusive Bruce Mitchell audio show that went up uh, yesterday also. Uh, later this week, I'll be covering AEW Dynamite in their return to live television back home in Jacksonville. I'm looking forward to that that uh, setting. I think it's a great setting for television, and uh, I think they will uh, uh, come out in a big way for the first show of the new year. And then, uh, Tom, you'll be covering NXT. We'll talk about that in a moment. And then Friday, I'll be back with uh, with uh, Wake Up Person Post Show after SmackDown. And it'll be the uh, first SmackDown of the new year with more on Daniel Bryan and The Fiend. So a big week ahead. Look for the flagship over on the Blue Logo Show also coming up later this week. If you are attending a future episode of Raw, AEW Dynamite, NXT at uh, Full Sail or SmackDown, please let me know so you can be an on-site correspondent if you want on this show just email wade keller podcast at pwtorch.com and put in the subject line the uh, the date in the city and that you want to be an on-site correspondent and i may be in touch to confirm and set that up sometimes the day of the show sometimes sooner depending on how far ahead i'm working so uh with that uh business out of the way let me introduce my co-host officially i'm wade keller and i'm joined by tom staup who is the uh participant a co-host in the weekly pwt talks nxt Roundtable style podcast reviewing NXT on USA and all related NXT news. Tom, welcome back to the uh, post show. Thanks, man. It uh, it worked out on a good night. I think I'm looking yes. forward to talking <laughs> about this one. Yeah, my uh, my gimmick on the daily cast is that I'm at full sale every single week, so I give the inside perspective and I, I tweet from at Tom Staup uh, any observations that I, I think might not make TV or anything that might interest uh, people out there. And uh, little little plug, if you do follow me on uh, at Tom Staup, I uh, tomorrow or or if you're listening to this uh, on Tuesday today at noon, I am posting my uh, top ten films of the decade. I'm a big movie nerd, and uh, I've seen over over 920 films uh, from this past decade. So I'll be putting that up, and hopefully that interests a few of you out there. So that works out to two per week, if my fast math is right. Is that about right? Okay, sure. Yeah, I, I suppose it, there's definitely been some crunch time in there and some off time. Right. Yeah, I guess that probably works. Math is not my strong suit. <laughs> I mean, that's that's reasonable. But I mean, I, I yeah, that's that's still crazy <laughs> to be able to review that. So cool. I'm going to check that out. Um, I'm cool. glad that you mentioned it early on. So uh, awesome. Everybody check that out. All right. So phone phone. Uh, let's go with phone lines. Uh, Tony, you are on hold. If you haven't pushed one on your keypad yet and you want to be on the show at any time during the show, push one, that will move you into the caller queue. That flags you on our switchboard to let us know you want to be on the show. Um, I don't want anyone calling and not knowing that or forgetting it and, and wondering why we didn't get to your call. 
So yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and begin with area code eight seven zero, and then after that we'll go to four one three. Hey Harley, remember the days when women's wrestling matches were relegated to the mid card dumping ground and treated like a glorified intermission? You mean the era when it was only men in the top spots in the main events getting the biggest matches every night? Yeah. Hmm. Vaguely. Seriously, while we might have a long way to go, we really have come a long way, baby. And that's why we started Grit and Glitter, a podcast covering the best in the world of women's wrestling. From the horsewomen of WWE to the goddesses of stardom and everyone in between. Each Tuesday, Emily, myself, and our team of guest correspondents talk the best matches and the biggest news in women's wrestling. Plus, interviews, deep dives, and discussions about everything from media representation to gear to women in behind-the-scenes roles. Just search PW Torch in the podcast app of your choice to subscribe, or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch DailyCast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Eight seven zero. please state your name and where you're calling from. Uh, Derek from Jonesboro, Arkansas. Derek, thanks for calling. So <laughs> I was going to say, what do you think of the wedding? But I should be more open-minded. What did you think of Raw? And what, what would you like to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, typically I watch uh, NXT, AEW. Um, I've kind of given up Raw and SmackDown. I watch periodically. Yeah. Uh, but tonight, specifically, we turned it on right at the beginning of the wedding segment. And my wife was like, uh, let's see what happens. And, well, um, the first person come out, and we're like, ex-husband the first thing i said is rusev's in the cake (laughs) ex-husband this lady comes out i'm like ex-wife uh the girl comes out my wife's like oh it's lana she's in love with lana uh it's just it roll your eyes and we, we got done watching it i was like i'm trying to think of worse segments i've seen and i'm like the gobbledygooker and my wife was like well at least that was a surprise and uh, then I'm like, uh, May Young giving birth to a hand. And then we're listening to you guys talk. And I'm like, I told my wife, I said, well, if I need optimism in a hopeless situation, I'm going to call Wade and Tom and, and 
get feeling better about it. I mean, you guys have found some optimism in it, but it's just awful. It just, it's embarrassing. Um, and they can do better. And I like, you know, you, you see NXT, you see that product, and it's just like, I know you're trying to offer variety, but come on. I just feel like they could do better. That's my opinion. Absolutely. We're going to – no, no, that, that, that – they're totally – absolutely, totally, um, you can hate this. And, and we've got emails uh, from the looks of it on, on both sides of things. Um, in, in fact, I'll just – I'll relay this. Two next to each other. Uh, Zach B., Wade, what the hell did I just watch? That was the most convoluted mess, dot, dot, dot. That's in the, my preview line on my browser. Chad G. says, Wedding of the Century. I enjoyed this. Very entertaining. Everybody played their part well. I mean, it is – it's going to be – it's one of those segments, Tom, that's polarizing. And, you know, you're not – optimistic for the sake of i'm just going to be optimistic no matter how much crap is shoveled on to on raw but like you know when when people say i try to look at the bright side of things it doesn't mean i'm just going to blindly say good things about bad things but there are there are people who enjoy different things about professional wrestling and i'm i talk to them all the time and, and and read emails from them all the time and obviously it's on social media and i'm i have a broad range of what i enjoy in professional wrestling and if something is done well but it's outside the bounds of the favorite lane that wrestling for, for me in terms of wrestling content i can still enjoy it. i mean i i can enjoy a really good new japan show i can enjoy a really good nwa show with long form promos in a studio setting with a couple dozen people and all the other things and it's not even a it's not a, a it's not a, a straight line of a continuum. It's just that there's there's all kinds of different ways to present professional wrestling. This was one of them. I, I'm still not sure I would vote thumbs up on it um, or thumbs down on it because I'm still processing it. I think I'm a little more towards convoluted mess with amusing moments, but I want to see what the payoff to this is before I fully judge it. I mean, I just don't think we got enough answers so i guess that's kind of where i am i guess i want to ask you derek did you i was because i was entertained watching it but i was also cringing in anticipation of it and then let down in the end not understanding how i was supposed to feel about everything including you know rusev's motivations unless it is as simple as he just wanted to mess with them and and that's really the totality of this and if that is then i have to calibrate is that enough you know is is that a enough to to justify all this brouhaha where are we headed so did you get a kick out of it even if you found it predictable um not really i mean i a lot of times i would say in looking back and when they've done things like this either one of two things happen a they go away from it and nothing happens or b it just continues so long i'm like stop already uh, it it never usually ends the way I want it to or the way that I think makes any sense. And I guess that's where I struggle. And in other products that I watch, things make – nothing makes perfect sense in professional wrestling that don't make sense. But uh, there is more things that make sense in other products, and it's just – it's not as eye-rolling and as cringe-worthy as that was. We have an online Twitter poll. I invite everybody listening to follow us on Twitter, at PWTorch. Um, so far, over 100 votes in. It's it's 70% thumbs down, 30% thumbs up. So a, a, a sort of polarizing. Um, and people feel generally strongly. It's almost 20% way thumbs up and over 60% way thumbs down. And then there's about 9% who are a little up or a little down. So really, it's a way to put it is 20% thumbs up, 60-some percent thumbs down, and 20% in the middle, 
um, with mixed feelings, and and that's kind of where where I am. Um, but I can't I can't argue with anyone who felt the way you did, Derek. Um, it's so in in a if you're going to do it, you know you have to do it well. And and again, I was amused enough to not just think it it just dragged on and on with no point. And part of that is like Tom, you said, you know, just enjoying Lana kind of having the stage to herself, being you know kind of stealing the scene at at various times. Yeah, it, uh, I think you you nailed it. If I were voting in the poll, I'd I'd say probably. Uh, mild thumbs up and not strong thumbs up just because of the fact that I can't argue uh, against the people who are arguing against the segment. If you you didn't like this and you don't want this on your wrestling show, you are perfectly justified in feeling that way. And if I were looking at it on a sheet of paper, like a bunch of SNL sketches, like which ones are going to make the show and which ones are going (laughs) to get cut, I'd probably cut this in favor of, you know, giving giving another match more time or putting a, a different, a couple more enhancements out there or something. But since this is what they put out there, I, I ended up, you know, again, genuinely enjoying it for the for the reasons pointed out pointed out earlier. Uh, and, yeah, it does. It does. Uh, it, it doesn't end up being the end game. It is uh, a continuation. And we just uh, at this point can uh, at least I'm choosing to put the benefit of the doubt in in the uh, in the plan, what appears to be a plan that's in place. I know we're, we're doing that with a lot of raw right now because raw really went into a reset a month or two ago. And uh, so far, I think we're seeing the evidence of things starting to pay off, even in, you know, tangentially other other things like uh, the Black Murphy program. Uh, A couple months ago, it's like, gosh, you know, I'm glad they're putting these guys out there. I hope they're consistent with it so they can start to feel like real players on this show. And here we are a couple months later, and it's starting to feel that way. Uh, uh, Derek, I would encourage you to check out Raw again. Um, I don't know at what point you tuned out, but... It's been, uh, I think, a markedly improved show the past month or two, and and it feels like a Paul Heyman product, and I think it stepped up its game. And I think, and and I talk, I've talked about this on various podcasts over the past week. I, I I just think, especially with Jason Powell on the flagship last week, I think all the characters on Raw right now, all the top characters, are being utilized better than they have been. In, in like either ever or in a very long time or certainly ever on Raw. I mean, you look at the the lineup right now, Tom. The top ten, twelve, fourteen wrestlers. I I, I actually am focused more on the men because I think they're doing a better job with the men than the women. Although Becky's fine, uh, I don't think they've done enough with the others to to group them in as as, as being as markedly improved as a man. But the, the the top dozen male characters, heel and face, I, I think are being utilized in good storylines and good performances and and cast in a way that's i haven't seen lined up with so many thumbs up to the pushes they're getting on on a wwb tv show in a long time it's true and we'll get into specifics but across the board every single name that i can think of uh even even on the women's side when you look at charlotte's segment tonight are at least somewhat improved over where they were a couple months ago uh before this really really started to feel like a paul Heyman product uh you know, especially on, you know, we'll talk about Drew, we'll talk about uh, Seth and, and so on. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it, there are few, if perhaps no exceptions. Everybody feels like they're in a better place and most of them feel like they're on a journey or at least serving a role. Uh, Derek, yeah. What would it take to get you back as a Robbie? I listened to the Raw Post show and uh, I, I need to give it. I probably checked out about five months ago. I just need to check back in and and try to see if I can enjoy it again. I got to the point where I I didn't enjoy it as much. Um, But you guys do offer – I love the podcast. You do a great job. You offer interesting insight. Even when I hate something and I hear you guys talk about it, 
and it at least makes me understand why somebody else would like it, uh, which makes my brain not hurt so bad when I'm watching it sometimes. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, not yeah. everybody has the same opinion and same taste, and I understand that. But I, I've kind of watched it vicariously through the through the podcast. I just need to check back in and, and watch it again. I just enjoy NXT AEW so much. Yeah, it's just like I didn't want to feel like I don't. I, I kind of got sour on stuff. I watched New Japan, um, AEW, NXT, and that's kind of more of the style of wrestling I liked and I just got tired of the eye rolls with SmackDown and and Raw and Lesnar and Roman and just I just got tired of all that and checked out. So I just need to check back in and give it another shot. Cool, Derek. Appreciate the call so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate all you, you all you guys do. You do good work. Thanks. Thanks I really man. appreciate your kind words. Yeah. Bye bye. Um, the things he says are things I'm proud of about the show, so that's always nice. Um, let's uh, let's go to four one three, and then after that, four four three. So four one three, and then four four three. Wrestling fans, are you that person that works in a pro wrestling reference to every aspect of your life? Well, we're those kind of people too, but we do so with mixed martial arts. I'm Robert Vallejos, host of MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, every Monday on PW Torch's Daily Cast lineup. Not only do we cover every UFC and Bellator event, we provide context that only a wrestling fan would really understand. I mean, we're the type of people that if you ask us about how much of a mess the middleweight title situation is, we're likely to reference WCW in the early 90s. Think of us as a podcast for casual MMA fans done by hardcore wrestling nerds. And you can find us by searching PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or any popular podcast app. And we're always available on demand at PWTorchDailyCast.com where you can check out the entire lineup of the PW Torch Daily Casts. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, go ahead for one three. Please state your name and where you're calling from. Uh, there we Dave go. Dave from Holyoke, Mass. Hey, Dave. Thanks for calling. So, uh, hey, good to hear from you. Yeah. Well, what do you think of Rod tonight? Uh, I had two quick questions, but I'll give you a, a quick little kind of different perspective on the wedding. Um, my wife wasn't here tonight. She sometimes she'll dabble in and watch Raw with me, and 
if, if we were watching a Black and Murphy match, she definitely would have just been on her phone, um, kind of listening to it but not paying attention. Uh, but she loves Total Divas. She loves Ms. and Mrs. Uh, and as soon as the, the wedding came on, I know for sure she would have paid attention to it. She would have loved it. She would have been into it. Um, and I, I enjoyed it as well. But I just looking from kind of that sort of non-diehard fan perspective, uh, she really enjoys the, the sports entertainment piece to what Raw and SmackDown put out and the wrestling stuff, you know, she can appreciate the athleticism, but she really doesn't care to get too much into it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, and uh, where, where were you on the, the pre-wedding at, wedding aspect of Raw and then the wedding itself, you yourself? I, I, I thought it was a great episode of Raw. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the wedding was kind of, as you guys mentioned, it was, I, I didn't dislike it. It was just kind of cheesy, which which made it humorous, which makes it enjoyable. You know, cheesy is um, a good it wasn't word. Anything that was going to turn off. Yeah, I, I, cheesy is kind of the word yeah, I was looking I mean, for instead I, of campy. I think that's actually really good. I, I think the the big opposition, really, the only thing I disliked about it, which you know, as long as they build on it, it it's not terrible. Is I don't know if it's exactly how it would have brought Liv Morgan back. You know, I kind of yeah. had high hopes for what they were going to do with her, so I'm not really sure where they're going with that. Yeah, no, I think that's a real fair, a real fair uh, comment to make. I mean, if you had certain expectations for, I think people who had expectations for live and people who had expectations just for the wedding, if people have thought it through and what they would like to see WWE do and where they want to see Lana go, where they want to see Lashley end up, uh, and maybe especially Rusev and, and their hopes for him, you know, did this pay that off well or not? And I can understand. Um, you know, especially the Liv Morgan situation and going, it was all for that. Um, and you can also go, hey, it was all for that. You know, I mean, you can look at it either way, but it just depends on, on you know, people's mood um, and expectations. So we, we are up to, by the way, this is a, a running tally. Um, we're at, I guess it's, no, 30, 47% thumbs up and uh, 61% thumbs down. I don't know. I'm doing fast math here. Um so yeah, it seems like the, 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 the as over three hundred votes are in, it's siding a little more towards thumbs up than uh, that. The trend is is to close that gap. I guess is what I'm clumsily trying to say. Um, so anyway, go ahead, uh, Dave. Um, so first question was, you know, I was watching the uh, Natalia Charlotte match, and I was watching a, a college basketball game at the same time. So when when I saw Natalia came out to uh, to answer the challenge, I was like, all right, I'll I'll mute this. I'll put the basketball game on. I know how this match is going to go. Um, but they, they ended up selling me in. I muted the college basketball game. I turned the volume back up on raw. Um, and I, I really got into the match. And so it's not so much a, a question about that match, but it, it just seems, you know, they, they were building up Charlotte and here, okay, now I'm going to enter the rumble. And they put in a super competitive match with Natalia, which Natalia is always kind of good for, you know, if they ever want kind of good hand, put Natalia in, but they don't do anything with Natalia. And, and I don't know if that's a, a criticism of her personality. She just can't work a, a good character or, or what it is, but it just seems like even today they were kind of building a little bit of a, a, a an angry, violent side to her. Um, and then she just loses and you just get the feeling, okay, you know, we'll see Natalia again in, in three weeks and, or maybe at the rumble and she'll eliminate someone and then she'll get eliminated and then we'll see her again in a month. 
Yeah, I mean, it, 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 again, before, I, I knew the wedding was coming up, and that'd probably be a talking point. But the Charlotte promo and the Natalia match with Charlotte were two of the of the big things that I wanted to talk to you, Tom, about and, and get some feedback from from callers and emailers. I, I wasn't sure with Charlotte's promo. You know, it's it's just, it's always tough to get a read on whether she's trying to be a confident babyface or a conceited, insufferable, self self absorbed heel, referring to herself as a queen and bow to me. And then she talks so robotic. I thought she was less robotic this time. And there were even glimpses of an actual human being breaking through, not reading a script like this. And then I didn't know in the end how I was supposed to feel about her. And then Natalia comes out. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about her, other than she's always standing by in her gear. Um, and then Charlotte wins in 14 minutes, and it was a good match. But I, I don't know what that was supposed to mean, and I'm really – that's why I was sort of uh, you know guarded in, in qualifying my comments about Raws. Other than Becky, you know, in the, and I guess with Liv, they've been kind of building her up, and Oscar and Kyrie have been kind of a hoot to watch. But overall, I mean, Charlotte's a huge, huge piece to Raw in the women's division, and I still don't know who she is or how I'm supposed to feel about her. I thought this was a better promo from her, flawed but better. And then I still, even in the match, it seemed like the fans didn't know how to feel. Tom, what was your take on that as you were watching it? Yeah, I, I could be wrong about who wrote this, but it. I think Charlotte was aided by the fact that this promo felt like it was personally penned by Paul. And yes, I pre-planned that yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> since, you know, that's that's Paul's Paul. thing. Um so, yeah, exactly what you're saying. It did feel like there was an actual human being breaking through. I liked that she came out to make what could have just been a very generic Royal Rumble entry announcement. And she said, well, you guys already know that I'm going to do that. So why am I even going to talk about that? And I thought that was a, a good approach to the material. And, you know, despite the crowd reactions with the woos and everything, I thought, OK, I think this got her a step closer be toward being a clear heel that was how i was taking it although it could yeah. be ambiguous and then during the match who has become basically the big show of the women's division natalia she just she just skews whichever direction she needs to skew to help the other person in in whatever feud she's in uh get over and she starts working more aggressively and i'm like well th this is just the same problem we've been having with charlotte for so long and I, I think it was last time I was on the show, I was trying to, again, be an apologist for it and say, like, well, there is something interesting to even though wrestling, of course, classically is uh, more effective when there are clearer uh, good and bad sides. Uh, some shades of gray are a little interesting. And I like the dynamic that she has with Becky that's ongoing. But it's, it really has just gone past the point of feeling convoluted. And it's it's really damaging her. So, you know, I mentioned earlier that I think she's in a better place now than she was a month or two ago. And I. I I do feel that way based on tonight's show, just because the promo was much more natural than we usually get from her. Uh, and, and she is legitimately the first person to men even mention the Royal Rumble during this yeah. uh, build to the next pay-per-view. Um, so she's at least still very prominent with uh, with the new year, the new decade uh, uh, forthcoming, arbitrary though that may be. The number rolling over on the calendar can symbolize those sorts of things. Um but yeah, by the end of the match, I was like, I, I guess I, I know Charlotte even less now than I did at the beginning of it. Yeah, I'm still wrapped up. Isn't it like, doesn't the decade end at the end of 2020, though? Because like the first year was a zero. I've heard it argued both ways. Okay. So, yeah. I'm fine. I, I'm fine I, with the teens and 20s myself. And obviously that's the convention and no one's going to, no one's going to really change that. Uh, but I, I, I'm. It was a bigger deal for the millennium where people like, it's not really happening yet <laughs> or it already happened, whatever it was. It hadn't happened yet. So 
When you download and listen to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post shows, we get right into the analysis of what happened. If you want to get a foundation of what happened if you didn't watch the show or a sneak peek at what I thought of the show, check out pwtorch.com where I cover Raw, AEW, or NXT, and SmackDown on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights. I'm updating my reports every few minutes during the program, so whether you're watching or not, check out pwtorch.com and hit refresh during the shows or catch up after the shows are completed. Same thing, by the way, for WWE pay-per-views. That's pwtorch.com. Read the results, full details of what happened, and my analysis of the segments in the show. That's pwtorch.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, yeah, see, to me, when you watch Crowd Reaction, and that to me says Shades of Grey is good if it's a TV series. But when the end result of everything is wrestlers getting in a ring and fighting each other to win or lose, and you have a crowd that, that seems ambiguous or ambivalent over the ambiguousness of the characters, that's where I think the whole idea of Shades of Grey just unravels. Um, now, if you do it really well, and it's to build up a triple threat which I'm against triple threats, but if you have a really good amb- ambiguous character, somebody who's showing shades of gray because it's part of a transition, I'm all for that. But like, just to do it because you like, you can't decide <laughs> or you're for, you, you don't want to go all one direction with someone because you want to feud them with somebody else, but then you want to feud them with somebody else. It's just like, pick a side and go all out. You want to get a crowd reaction and people don't react to, to shades of gray in, in just about anything. It's certainly not in a pro wrestling you know, get really into either cheering or booing kickouts and, and comebacks. And so that's, I think, what was on display here. My hunch is it was, she was leaning more heel. Um, but at the same time, you know, to say, why am I out here saying the obvious? And even you people know it and um, all that. I just, yeah, I wasn't quite sure. Anyway, Dave, uh, back to you. Any follow-up on, on that topic or anything else? I just have uh, one last quick thing. Um, with the Randy AJ stuff, um, First, with, with Randy, even though, you know, is uh, a bit of a lie, it was still kind of cool to see him show some more range of emotion that he doesn't, or kind of a, an acting chop that he doesn't necessarily show on a, on a weekly basis. Yes. Um, but it just seemed, you know, 10-year-old me would have been jumping up and down and saying, yeah, you know, Randy, you really got him. But, you know, 33-year-old me is like, what what's the difference between just an RKO out of nowhere and doing what he did here? You know, like, did he really need to fake an injury just to hit an RKO? Yeah, I, that's the thing. I mean, 
I, I and I, I had that is a good point, and it's it's secondary but valid uh, or, and, and worth mentioning to my larger point, which is I think he played the crowd for fools, and I think they felt like they were taken on a ride. And then I think the point you just made, Dave, accentuates that or makes it even worse, which is you can accomplish the same thing without pulling us into this. Uh, you know, th- this genuine emotional uh, distress over the potential end of Randy's career and the pain. Now, he was, I mean, it was so over the top, you know, hanging his head, the slow walk to the ring. You know, I don't even know how to get into the ring if I have to ro- slide under it. Please help me, uh, worker. Um, it was so heavy handed that I was like, if he's legit injured, and I didn't know either way, you know, how to, to what degree he was injured. But I was like, this is a little much. Um, but it was, it, it didn't cross the line so much so where I was like, this is just farcical and we're not supposed to believe it. And I was thinking, God, I better text some people if, you know, if this doesn't turn into an angle. I got to find out what the story is here. Um, it's na- it's natural in wrestling and in a, tr- you know, long tradition to exaggerate the effect of an injury, especially for a baby face. So when they come back sooner, it's like, wow, what a valiant comeback. Uh, but I'm not sure that the fans loved being duped and being played for fools for something which Tom, as Dave points out, Randy could have accomplished without taking them on that journey. It felt like performance for the sake of performance. And Dave, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was precisely what I thought at the end of the segment. Uh, funny enough, I was watching that segment with my 10-year-old and ah. she popped for it, just like you said that maybe your 10-year-old self would. Uh, and she was, her eyes bugged out of her head like, oh my gosh, and she tried to run everything back through her mind. Like, how uh, how did he get to that? But I I, I agree. It's, it's The end game was nothing different than what he normally does with an RKO, RKO out of uh, nowhere. Now, this is, again, like you mentioned earlier, Wade, uh, where we'll be interested to talk to the on-site correspondent because I would imagine that the live experience might have been uh, different. Like I, I would I would guess, and this is just a major inference here, but maybe if I was in the audience, I would think that while Randy was taking a very long time to get into the ring, maybe they were showing replay packages and, and the, the crowd on TV wasn't watching it. So I'm not sure what comes off as, uh, or what came off as more or less believable. My radar was already out. I'm, you know, just speaking for myself, I'm not sure how many other people uh, felt this way, but my radar was definitely out for a, uh, a salmon jacket segment. And I, yeah, <laughs> I will say that by the end of it, it went on long enough that right before the RKO was hit, I they finally got me. It went on long enough that I finally started to think, oh, wow, maybe he is actually hurt, but it's not super serious. So they they're confident that he'll be back by WrestleMania so they can build this program. And, oh, this might be interesting to see how they build this program over the next uh, three, four months uh, to, to get to the WrestleMania match. And then the RKO happened, and I'm like, oh, well, what, what was the point? I guess I guess we still have a WrestleMania match to look forward to, unless that was, you know, unless that's all going to be thrown away and it was all just part of the ruse. It's hard to say. Yeah, yep. Okay, well, put, uh, Dave, anything else? Uh, I'll just leave you to this, and, and then I'll hang up. Sure. Um, I, I know you, uh, you're always kind of looking for, for plot holes and things. So just to kind of go along with, with that last point, you know, if, if this whole thing is to be built just for, for Randy to hit the RKO, you know, what if AJ doesn't even come out? You know, it's like right. Randy's calling him out. <laughs> That's right, yes. whole I'm retired speech and then... Yep. Yeah, that definitely occurred to me. And I, it had me uh, wanting to go back to that Mark Henry promo to try to remember whether he invited Cena out or whether Cena came out on his own. I, I can't quite recall. I guess, you know, if you if you want to defend this, if you're the writer and you... 
are like, you know, ins- not insecure, but want to defend that plot hole. You could say, well, had Randy kind of figured AJ would come out, but if AJ didn't come out, Randy was going to call him out. And, right. and you know, and, and so maybe you could believe Randy would think there's a good chance AJ comes out. I don't need to call him out. But if I have to call him out, I will. If this is real life, I, I can I can deal with that. Um, but, you know, it's. It's it's it is a little bit of a stretch, uh, given the totality of the circumstances. Uh, Dave, we appreciate the uh, call. I don't know if uh, we lost your signal or, or what in the middle of your last uh, no, question. No, yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah, you bet. Thanks. Call again. Thanks, Dave. All right, cool. So we'll go to four four three, and then after that, four oh two. Just to keep the fours going here. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net along with other Pro Wrestling Media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, 443, go ahead, state your name and where you're calling from. It's Kyle from Baltimore, Maryland. How are you doing? Doing good, Kyle. What what uh, what do you think of Rod tonight? Um, yeah, I, well, I I thought it was it was really really good. I really thought the main event segment was, I guess, interesting. Um, I here's what I have to say real fast about Liv Morgan. I hope that this is a short period of time for what they're going to do with her versus Seven Lashley. A lot. I hope this is a, a one time thing, a one time match, so this could be something interesting enough for me to have her. Something interesting that doesn't, I'm not really involved her with Becky, but I've offered, I really want to have another women's title and their, their, their own, their own, their own intercontinental championship with some sort so they can have that to see with too without, you know, because I, because these something uh, other stuff happened with these other women who are kids who don't see a champion yet, but you can still, you, you can want to see them as a, as their own intercontinental champion or, or, or United States champion. So I just hope that Liv will do something. After this, something interesting for me to have her do. That's just for me. But um, anyway, so um, yeah, so I'm really glad that uh, Becky did um, that. Becky and Oscar's happening, and that hopefully Becky will defeat Oscar at the Rumble, and we can just move on from that. I think because I think we just we're just stuck there. Just, okay, we just had a match. It could be a great match. Have Becky win and move on for Becky's opponent for WrestleMania, whoever that may whoever that may be. 
Um, now, the main theme here is about Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and the Office of Pain. Um, I, before, I, I, I said before, I love Seth Rollins. I loved him since the beginning, since he won the, as we actually love him, I've been a fan of Rollins for, in, for a lot of time. But, um, is it fair to say that, um, it's cut, it, um, throughout, throughout this entire year for Seth Rollins, everybody, Everybody wanted him to be the champion. Everybody wanted wanted him to defeat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and then all of a sudden he's in a relationship with Becky Lynch, and then and then people start to turn turn on him very slowly. And then the stuff that he says on the comments that he that he said again, I haven't I haven't seen them, so I don't I just watched the TV show. People were just turning on him because of what, and then his and then his interview with Corey Graves was kind of valid in terms of saying that people just want you know the thing the thing that happened with at. With, with Bray Wyatt and the Hell in the Cell stuff and it's just with him being champion I still don't think that's a good idea right, so my point is that um, is it fair to say that Seth Rollins just had a, just had a bad edit and then now being being part of this faction and now Kevin Owens and, and Samoa Joe is going to be in this team theme is it going to lead to like some type of triple threat match of some sort and for Seth Rollins in general, just everything that happened yeah. this year has been, you know, when we think about the whole thing. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, uh, Tom, That's you brought it. up two points. Let, let's hit let's hit Becky first because uh, that might be a briefer discussion. Um, what do you think? What kind of uh, grade do you give uh, Becky's performances and in, in the role that they're putting her in? And uh, in, in they've introduced this uh, contract renegotiation angle where, you know, she leveraged getting the match against Asuka, even though management didn't want to give it to her because the Golden Goose now has golden handcuffs on and they're trying to protect her from an opponent that management thinks will beat her. And they want Becky because they've invested so much in her to keep the title. Becky doesn't want to be protected by management. And so her contract's coming up. So she said, I'm not even going to begin to negotiate unless you give me um, the uh, I feel like this is like the uh, Apple Plus morning show. I need to choose my co-host. Like Becky's like, I need to be able to choose my opponents, and she's insisting on that as leverage. And she needs she needs to get a chance to beat Oscar because she can't look in the mirror and be proud of 2019 until she takes care of that blemish on the record. Is this like really good use of Becky? Is it is it a mixed? Uh, do you have a mixed thoughts on it? Do you give it a thumb uh, even a thumbs down? I absolutely give it a thumbs up right now. Uh, because I think Becky was in danger of feeling obligatory. Uh, I think she's been champ long enough, and the women's division on Raw is shallow enough that it was starting to feel a bit been there, done that. And, uh, you know, I'm about to make some extreme comparisons here, but of course, you know, you wouldn't want her to end up in a Roman Reigns-like situation where it just feels like she's the one being carted out there because she's the, you know, been been... Uh, she's been picked as, as the face of the brand, even though, of course, her journey there was more organic. Uh, it it, it might have started to feel that way. And as you mentioned on a, on a recent podcast, I forget which one, but I, I was uh, just I was reciting it along with you. I agreed so much that that this would have been something that might have helped Roman uh, during during that time when uh, when he was at the top. And, and so many people were against it. If he started mentioning things like what Becky's mentioning, uh, the, the things that we talk about on Twitter between the shows, you know, Raw is over, we're waiting for NXT and we're talking about who's being pushed, who's being protected, who's resigning contracts. And those sorts of terms are exactly what Becky's using. And the other lofty comparison I'll make, and, and you know, it's it's easy to compare 
people to the rock and stone cold and so on and so forth but they had so many iconic moments that a lot of things leap to mind and what she is doing with oscar very much reminds me of uh stone cold in that interview with with jr saying rock i need to beat you and it's just it's a personal thing for her that also uh just just to pile another compliment onto the love fest here because i really am in favor of what they're doing with her here it's rewarding, which WWE so rarely does. It's rewarding fans for having a longer memory. Um, the the loss to Asuka is the sort of thing that yes. you might think they just want to have everybody forget about, put Asuka on a different path, put Becky on a different path. And I guess, and, you know, and Becky's even <laughs> blatantly uh, acknowledging the fact that that's what the company wants uh, or, or, or would typically want. Um, but now those of us who have remembered that, and, you know, I, I definitely... Uh, thinking back to to the night, and I thought that was a fantastic pay-per-view, and I, I did think I was in favor of the loss to Asuka for a bunch of reasons I won't get into now, but I thought it worked in the full story of the show, but that is something that's stuck in the craw of a lot of Becky fans, and uh, and she's she has also not forgotten, so I think it's a, a very rewarding thing that is also helping Becky remain fresh. Um, so uh, Kyle also brings up the uh, Seth Rollins and I, I put up a Twitter poll too, asking if if uh, if you agree with the premise that Raw has been much improved the past month or two of 2019, excluding the wedding. I put just because we don't want it that to taint things too much here, because um, that that could sway sway the voting in a in a way that doesn't get to to my point, which is are people who have thought Raw has improved, you know, in the minority or not? Um, the uh, number of people who say that's very true is about 57% and about 43% say that it's uh, either somewhat or not true at all, that Raw is better. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, uh, a majority, but not an overwhelming majority. I, I think Seth, you know, is in such a good, such a better place right now than he was a few months ago. So much better off than, you know, when he first turned babyface because the authority rejected him. So, hey, fans, I guess you're my backup plan. Um, I mean, there's just so many missteps. It's fun to see Seth be there and I, one one detail i love about seth is and, and it's deliberate and it's produced by somebody or he's come up with it whatever it is but he's done it at least twice now which is come he tells aop come on let's get out of here and he seems sort of cheerful as if he's manipulating the people he was face to face with and then as soon as he starts walking and he's no longer face to face with those people he gets this his eye there's this look in his eyes that's sinister that says all right you know now 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 it's on to the serious business now that i'm done playing that game and manipulating those people and he did that again tonight i just think seth is performing really well aop are the perfect sidekicks um and like i said kevin owens and joe are are having the freedom to or being produced and scripted to whichever it is and i think it's a mix um to be their best uh, i just i like this I, I know i'm reiterating it reiterating that now from what i said earlier but i mean i don't even know where this is headed other than obviously you know seth against ko and seth against joe and then maybe aop against ko and joe um and ray mysterio's kind of in the mix too tom your thoughts on on that in a broad way but also um what kyle asked which is where is this heading so uh i i was never a big proponent of aop and nxt and i know that was an unpopular opinion but I, I wasn't really lamenting the fact that they weren't being capitalized on when they when they first hit uh, what we then called the main roster. And when they were thrust into this main event angle, I, I was I was very wary of it uh, just because I've never been super impressed with what they do in the ring. I don't think their characters are very interesting. Uh, and the turn itself uh, with or, or at least the reveal of, of Seth in the van and all of that. 
I I will prevent myself from getting started on that because I it would be a giant rant about everything I thought was awful about that reveal and how overly theatrical it was and how illogical it was. So I thought this was off to a terrible start. But then over the past couple weeks, I have come to completely agree with you. I think that AOP being just like the like personality light muscle that stands behind Rollins and and as he puts it imposes his will uh, with added to what is a very natural progression for the Rollins character um, one of the more natural heel turns we've seen in recent memory uh, I think it is working beautifully for all involved and uh, I, don't, I don't think Rollins could could have asked for a, a better situation to have been written for him. Uh, because of what happened over the course of the year that he, uh, uh, I mean, shoot, it was, it was my first appearance in the co-host chair when toward the end of the podcast, we got a question about uh, Becky and Seth's relationship being acknowledged. And that's where I started stumbling over my words. Like, I don't know, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to come off the wrong way, but I feel like they're both kind of, uh, I don't know how to talk about it, but really uh, Seth was, that was around the time that he started to come off like a dweeb on Twitter and it was reflecting poorly on Becky and that just started the downhill uh, trajectory of, of people starting to reject him. And uh, now what, what I'm getting at is that this is, as you have said, an improved version of the Seth Rollins heel character because it's more effective in the role it's supposed to play. I, I look back to, I want to say it was 2015 when he had maybe maybe 14 when he had his big heel run joining the authority uh, with J&J security and that was when I personally became a huge Seth Rollins fan and because because I loved his heel act. And so it wasn't I, you could say that even though I was enjoying it, it wasn't working the way it was supposed to because I loved seeing him win. I loved seeing his reactions. I loved seeing him gloat on the mic and then and then run away through the crowd from Dean Ambrose and everything. Whereas this version of the character now is not giving us any reason to like him. And he's positioned against, uh, in, in, in my opinion, contrary to who he was positioned against previously, um, maybe not across the board. I'd have to look, look at that under a microscope a little more uh, closely. But uh, uh, Joe, and, Joe and Owens, who yeah. are total badasses that are leaning into a positive crowd reaction, and they, um, I say total badasses, but they also at the same time still feel like very different characters. Um, who, who are aligning for a common cause and it's it's just it's something we can get to get behind to the point where of course you don't want anybody to get hurt but i'm almost glad that the what seems to like it was going to be a uh, joe roman tag team earlier in the year didn't come to fruition because this version of babyface joe seems like it's way better than what that maybe would have been um so where is it all going uh, it's, it's a cop out to say, I don't know, but I am optimistic because the ingredients right now are very good. And with Joe Owens and Mysterio all being, uh, singles wrestlers, I think that there are enough different ways you can go to it that go with it, that this story, uh, can take us through WrestleMania, um, just in, in different incarnations, whether we do a six man tag and is that is the six man tag. Uh, AOP and Seth versus Mysterio, Joe and Owens, just a, a main event on a Raw? Or is that a big match that we build up to at um, Fastlane or whatever the pay-per-view between Rumble and Mania is before we then get to a big singles match, presumably between uh, Owens and Rollins, but who knows by that point? I think, um, yeah, I, I think there are a lot of different ways you can go, but everything, I'm optimistic right now, for sure. 
Yeah, I, I wrote regarding Ko and Joe in, in my raw report at pwtorch.com tonight. Um, th- I said uh, Joe has. Uh, let's see. I want to pick it up at the right spot here. Yeah, Joe has shown this top tier badass intensity his entire career, and I really like the linking of Ko and Joe as two guys who have done bad things aligning against a force they see as crossing lines even they wouldn't. Um, they're not pretending they weren't bad guys. They're not pretending they don't have reasons to maybe not even trust each other, but they're not dwelling on it, but they're not insulting the audience by not acknowledging it. But they've said, set what's set, you know, and Joe said it in commentary, especially, um, and for people who kind of speed through commentary or, or tune it out, are, are missing a major chapter in Joe's evolution as a character, which is, I did a lot of things to play psychological warfare, but I'm not the type of guy who's just going to beat people up for the sadistic joy of it at the gym. Uh, you know, like he, he listed things and created this, this rationale for, I did things to get ahead that might play mind games or torment people, but I wouldn't do what AOP did. And you could pick that apart and say, well, what about this? Or, you know, is it really that? But you're putting a story out there for people to believe in, for people to embrace. And you're respecting them by at least offering something up that's plausible that would make sense to Joe and that maybe you can nod along with. Plus, there's just an instinctive tendency to want to like Joe and KO. And if Paul Heyman is the major influence here in casting these people, I would say, correctly in as much as it's objective, I think he gets it. He sees that. He's done that before in his career. And he's his reputation, I've always said it's not – Paul's reputation as a wrestling mind shouldn't be – uh, uh, ECW and, and int- hardcore wrestling um, or whatever other list of things that oftentimes come up. The, the number one thing for him is producing wrestlers in a way that gets more out of them than anybody else got that feels authentic to their character. And sometimes he's working with l- limited uh, a, a limited set of, of, uh, of skills where you can't turn it into this major breakout character, but he still gets more out of him than someone else did. And other times, you know, maybe Rob Van Dam is sort of in the middle ground. It's like, I think the best Rob Van Dam mic work was under Paul's production. I think that's pretty dis- definitive um, because Rob can be pretty awful at other times. Um, and now I think Paul is showing that he has a he has a real, in, not instinct, but just he's attuned to who fans like, and then he figures out a way to position them so you can cheer them without going against the storyline. So now I just want to know when does Roman move to Raw so that we can see what Paul would do with him, if, if Vince gave him <laughs> yes. the leash to do so. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I think that there is also a respect for the fans in there as well. If you look at the Joe and, and Kevin Owens characters, uh, Joe, of course, speaks logically and speaks in a realistic way that we can believe in Owens. I can't say enough for what was it a couple weeks ago? And I think it was it, there were several several instances of this. But the main one I remember uh, was I, I think it was at the top of the show. And Rollins was like, oh, well, you know, let's just let's team up together against the AOP. And, you know, we'll it'll be the main event. And you and I will take them down. I'll prove to you that that uh, that I'm not with them. And, and Owens saw right through it and, and wasn't going to fall for it just, you know, because this happens all the time. And all of us were sitting there like, oh, we know how the rest of the show is going to play out now. And, and Owens didn't take the bait. So I think uh, uh, respect for the audience is a major ingredient here as well. Yep, yep, well put. All right, uh, Kyle, thanks for the call. We'll go to 402 as promised. And then after that, 651. Uh, I did communicate with the on-site correspondent. He's got a long drive. He is on standby, but says go ahead and take more calls. So we're going to do that. So if you're on hold, um, we're going to do our best to get to uh, everybody who's on hold. I'm Rich Fan, host of The Deep Dive with Rich Fan, a weekly part of the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup of shows. 
Search PW Torch and Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern, I dive in with a guest for an hour on anything in the world of wrestling or wrestling-related. Want to hear about the influence of historical figures like Big Cat or Ernie Ladd? We got you. Want to hear about how crazy the Marine movies got? We are on it. No topic is too big or too small. So if you want to dive in with us, call in live or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, 402, you are up now. Please state your name and where you're calling from. Hi, this is uh, Sam from Lincoln, Nebraska. Hey, Sam, thanks for calling. Uh, what do you think of Rock? Uh, I really liked the uh, opening segment. Really like all the stuff they're doing with uh, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe and Rollins and AOP. I think that stuff's all great. Uh, the end was uh, grown worthy, but there were times of humor. Like I enjoyed that they both got each other's makeup on their each other's faces, uh, which I'm sure drove Vince crazy, uh, but it amused me. Um, but I guess I was I was more thinking, uh, and this is kind of a topic, kind of kind of deal with both Raw and then a little bit of SmackDown too. As I was listening to your uh, decade in review uh, that you did with Bruce Mitchell earlier, and I guess one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is just how stagnant I think the rosters have just seemed, you know, over the last decade. Because I always think of like I started watching in 1990, and the roster in 2000 was nothing similar. And I just feel, and especially like the difference between 1990 and 1995 was so different in 95 and 2000 was so different. It just seems like, seems like I've been seeing these guys for a long time now. So I guess maybe just if you have any thoughts on any of that. Uh, so, uh, but sure. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. What you, enjoy what you do here. Uh, thank you. Appreciate that, Sam. Um, yeah, Tom, I mean, when you look at the top wrestlers on Raw right now, I mean, uh, Kevin Owens wasn't. On the raw, you know, the wrestlers who weren't on the raw roster ten years ago: Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Ricochet, Umberto, Rusev, Alistair Black, uh, Seth Rollins. But he's been around a long time, but not ten years. Um, AJ Styles certainly not. Drew McIntyre, uh, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it was. I don't know if he's around t- exactly ten years ago or not. I don't think he probably goes back that far. Um, and then Andrade's new. Um, Lashley goes back. So, I mean, the runs who are still around, just looking at Ron, I mean, that's, I'm just plucking one of the two main rosters, but um, Randy and Ray and, 
uh, uh, Bobby, I mentioned, Brock, uh, off and on. I don't, I mean, I guess running through that, Sam, I guess I'm not seeing, I'm seeing enough turnover just on Raw. I don't know, maybe Sackdown is markedly different. It, it seems like if you go back 10 years, maybe if you go back seven, uh, you have a strong, I, I, there's a stronger argument for a lack of turnover. Like, uh, Sam, when you yeah, say that, who kind of jumps out to you as like stale from 10 years ago? Who's kind of in that in that handful of wrestlers that, that jumps out to you compared to the 92,000 comparison? Oh, my God. Like, Ryder and Hawkins. I never okay. no, that, that that's, again. Yeah. <laughs> At least they're owning it with Ryder <laughs> saying still like, here it, on his trunks. Oh, but they've been doing it forever. Yeah. I don't know. I just I never liked, even when Zack Ryder was kind of popular in like 2011 and 2012, it was just like, I didn't like it then. And we're eight, nine years past that. And I, you know, just like. I don't know. I was looking at like the results from 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 like this raw in in 2009, and it was like Daniel Bryan was on there. Kofi Miz had a match, and it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Felt like it was, uh, it was just seen this a lot. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. that's why I, I'm enjoying maybe AEW a little different, a little more. Is just it's something I haven't seen before. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, cool, uh, Tom. Anything you want to say on that? But. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm quiet because I'm trying to think of what exactly my angle is here. I, I agree that uh, there's there's been enough turnover when when talents become ineffectual or, or whatever disagreements happen. And then the the ones that are tried and true stick around. I think the mention that there was a Kofi mismatch, uh, however long ago you said that was, uh, is is maybe representative of where I'm coming here because of coming from here, because, of course, Miz and Kofi are still around, but they've those two in particular have gone on such journeys since then that I, I feel like most of us view them completely differently from how we would have back when they had that match. Uh, so there's, yeah, I mean, I, I if if you stick around, there's a reason you're sticking around. I know a lot of people have issues with Randy Orton still being around and. Uh, you know, often not being super interesting and, and relying on an old school style, but there's also a lot to be, to be said for that, I think. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think I'm, I'm pleased with the, with the rate things are turning over, especially, especially right now. Uh, cause again, they just, they feel like they have, there's a concerted effort to build up uh, fresher talent, like, like Umberto or Alistair Black, for example. Uh, Sam, anything else? No, no, that's about cool. it. So, awesome. Uh, thank you very much. And yep. have a happy new year. Thank you. Yes, Thanks, happy, happy New Year to you. All right, so we'll go to uh, 651 next, and then after that we'll go to uh, 347. If you're a wrestling fan, you're a fan of a good story. And if you're looking for a good story, look no further than Stories of Your and Yours. I'm Sean Ennis, and on every episode of Stories of Your and Yours, I narrate a classic or listener-submitted short story, adding music and sound effects to bring the story new flavor. I featured authors such as Edgar Allan Poe, Kurt Vonnegut, Ray Bradbury, Mark Twain, and many more. So don't wait any longer. Download Stories of Your, that's Y-O-R-E, and Yours, that's Y-O-U-R-S, today. And if you want to hear clips and get more information, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at S-Y-Y Podcast. That's Stories of Your and Yours, available wherever you get your podcasts. 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's go to uh, 347. 347, please state your name and where you're calling from. How you doing? This is Keith from New York City. Hey, Keith, thanks for calling. What's on your mind tonight regarding Raw? Actually, first, I want to thank you, Wade, and all the correspondents, because like Derek said earlier, I've gone away from wrestling for like the last five months, because mainly because of football and just the average football watcher, and I couldn't pull myself away from some of the matches that were happening, or excuse me, some of the games that were happening for the sake of uh, WWE, because it felt a little too, uh, insult- too many times it insulted my intelligence, if you will. Yeah. But um, I must say that I was incredibly impressed with the Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy match again, uh, especially since they had a great match at TLC. And I just wonder, if are they going to ever give space for Alistair Black to continue to develop his character and then actually give Buddy Murphy some space as well to develop his character? Because I think those two guys can be superstars in the WWE. I'm glad you brought that up. I wouldn't. I would have felt bad if we went through this show and focused on other things, um, and, and never got around to that. I, 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 it's not a perfect comparison, but I'm sort of hoping we look back at Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, as a little bit more Steve Austin, Savio Vega, and a little less Sheamus and Cesaro, um, in terms of two wrestlers having a series of matches against each other. I want this to be. And, and granted, the Savio is not a great comparison to, to to Buddy Murphy, and there's probably better analogies. Maybe Tom, you'll even come up with. But I want this to be Alistair Black having a series of matches where people go, "Okay, that was really good." Because the Austin Savio match is really good. But what we really got historically, what was historically significant out of it is it was sort of the coming out party. It was priming Alistair to move up the roster and shine and be a top talent. And and Buddy helped him, you know, and then Steve gives Savio credit uh, for helping him. Um, I don't want it to be Sheamus and Cesaro, two mid-carders, upper mid-carders, who largely ended up staying upper mid-card afterwards but formed a team. And it was like, hey, you guys are so good wrestling each other. Imagine how good you'd be as a team. And then two years from now, they're still kind of, you know, each fifth from the top in their respective, you know, heel versus face, you know, roster depth positions. Um, I I just thought this was really good. They managed to do a, a largely completely different match than they did before in terms of some of the more memorable key spots, but that intensity and believability and intensity was still there. Um, I, I, I really liked, I really liked what we saw tonight, but like I said, I hope it's, it's priming the, 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 the it's, it's priming things for, for black to move to the level of maybe a 2020 main event, top tier breakout star. Tom, you have followed him closely and you have seen him in person many times at full sale. Um, just talk about where you think he is and then even my comments about this feud. 
Oh yeah, he's he's one of those guys who just feels undeniable, and I uh, <laughs> went along for the ride with the sitting in the closet asking for people to pick a fight with him thing, uh, which just felt very ill-conceived. What I kept on screaming at my TV was, "All you need Alistair to do is make his cool entrance and kick people in the face. That's all you need. Don't add any more ingredients to that." Uh, and it just it just seemed like they were given a total package and, and added added unnecessary things to it but it feels like unless he goes back in his closet after this um you know it feels like we're finally done with that and we're we're moving on with something i think um obviously this match and 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 the prior match were highlights of the shows they they took place on tonight and and tlc uh but i think the smartest thing that they did here was put alistair over strong again uh buddy put up uh enough of a fight that he doesn't come out a complete loser uh, but if they had, I, I was really, really worried they were going to go 50, 50 with this, uh, because exactly what you're saying, I, I, I feel like that just would have, um, of course it would have just undone, uh, any, any equity that Alistair earned at TLC. Like, okay, these guys are just both even at the same spot in the card that they were already at. But, but Alistair does feel like he's on a path. Um, and, and I, uh, I mean, I guess with Buddy, he he's he stays where he is but uh i think he's proven that when his music hits you want to pay attention because he's probably going to give you a darn good match obviously he had proven that in the past uh you know i i um in my head i kept on thinking about this match as uh, murphy alexander and i'm like murphy alexander no it's black i can i just i guess i just got so used to to visualizing cedric alexander as a as an opponent for buddy murphy because they went to that well <laughs> uh, a lot of times and and it was usually very very good um so i i'm not too too worried about uh about buddy but very very optimistic for for black here i think again he's just uh he's a total package um somebody who you, you just you if you were watching nxt at the time you're just like man yeah future's in good hands if they if they uh if they push this guy because um uh he's he's very charismatic and and has a great move set and so on and so forth really cool entrance everything's there what what is is buddy murphy not being served well by the name and the the history of nxt where like you know the, the the idea of you know wrestling's best kept secret or you know the the most overlooked but most the 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 guy I mean it's not catchy to say but the guy with the most talent having the best matches who isn't looked at in the framework of a rising star who can be in the top tier where where are you in terms of along the journey watching Buddy and going this guy actually is better than the way he's being featured. And where are you now, based on the whole arc of, of watching him, on whether he should be just in some form or fashion rebooted or repackaged or or framed in a way where is there a, a higher ceiling than being the guy who had good matches with Aleister Black as Aleister Black rose up the card? That's a real good question. I, I, uh, I think that the most interesting buddy ever was was when he returned from injury after being an, an NXT tag team champion and started really forging uh, the Buddy Murphy that we that we see now, where we're you know looking at him like, oh, this is the same guy that was in that was in Blake and Mur- the Blake and Murphy tag team with Alexa Bliss. Like, um, not that he wasn't good there. I, I thought that that was a very good tag act uh, uh, in in NXT, but uh, he really uh, re- I don't know about reinvented himself, but really. Um, Sure, I'll go with it. Reinvented himself is just a, an act to watch. Whether you were seeing him on a house show when he was literally uh, a, a a well kept secret, or when he started showing up on Two Hundred Five Live, um, I 
I think that was when he was the most interesting. And now that we're seeing more of him pretty much always doing the same thing at the middle of the card, I guess I guess we haven't seen I, I don't know. I think it's sight unseen as far as whether he has different shops. Maybe the closest we came to it was with the um the like who killed Roman Reigns storyline where he was saying that he knew who shoved over the boxes or whatever it was and that really didn't seem to go too much of anywhere it was slightly intriguing um so th- there might be something there i think if if you were to give him something to work with i would say it doesn't have to be a total character overhaul like a live Mor- live morgan or a shorty gable but maybe something like you know, you give Eric Rowan a lobster cage to uh, a lobster trap to haul around. Like maybe, maybe something to add to what he's already got going that gives him just a little bit more oomph. Um, yeah, uh, could be, could be. I don't know what that, I don't know what that thing is. But. Yeah, I just I hope they're looking at him. I hope Vince McMahon and company are looking at him, going, "All right, do we just you know take him off TV for four months and then?" do something where he comes back and it's just a different look, even a different name or a different nickname or a different gimmick or something. Mm -hmm. So it's just because I just think there's something there that the current character and course he's on might never attain. I mean, I just, I just think he's that good right now in what he's doing with black. And I think there's enough of a track record there. It's not, it's not a fluke and it's not all black. So need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts. Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Progress Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where a guest will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Cool. Uh, Keith, anything else you wanted to, uh, to say? Absolutely. Um, with Liv Morgan now being thrown into a very convoluted and polarizing storyline, <laughs> how much more does that hurt the women's division with Ruby Wright being injured, Nia Jax being injured, the Iconics being MIA? 
the Kabuki Warriors, one half of the Kabuki Warriors being uh, away from competition, uh, Naomi being out injured, quote-unquote, because of what's happening with the Uso. So I think I'm wondering how much does that hurt the women's division? Will we continue to see the same matches over and over again on Raw because of where Liv Morgan is now? Well, I think that just, again, is the question that I have coming out of this, which is what what are we, how are we supposed to feel and where is this going with Liv? You know, I mean, I, I, are they mature enough to say, yeah, you know, Lana, Lana had a, a relationship with a, a, a romantic or sexual relationship with another woman, and it, we're not going to treat it as this tantalizing, tawdry oddity, but rather it's just something that people do on the sexual spectrum, and they and she did it, and now Liv is going to, you know, move on from that now that Lana clearly is not doesn't feel about her the way that she did because she attacked her and they just move on and they go in their separate way and then that's just sort of one of many things on Liv's resume that that makes up who she is as a person but it's not dwelled upon or the major thing or is this leading to you know months and months of mixed tag team action and Liv and Lana talk you know Liv trying to talk to Lana about how true their their love is the true love not Bob I mean I just don't know where they're going with it yet you know so it could it could work out that in six months, Liv Morgan has been, even if it's a bumpy road with some cheesiness um, and eye rolls, it, she might end up being more of a major player for having been in this circumstance than where I think most people imagined her vignettes were heading. Uh, Tom, what do you think? Yeah, oh, where we imagined her vignettes were heading. I mean, at, at face value, again, it just seemed like she was uh, making herself more generic despite the words she was speaking being contrary to that. Uh, and of course now in retrospect, we can reframe that in, in the, in the micro, I am encouraged by this because with these, with the video packages, I was thinking they like best case scenario, they have to be leading towards subverting our expectations in some way, right? This isn't just going to be another, um, Lana, Eva Marie, Mandy Rose type character, uh, right. It can't be right. I mean, it, it absolutely could have been and maybe maybe still will be. But uh, I was expecting some sort of sub- subversion of ex- expectations. And I certainly did not expect her to be uh, lapped into this uh, this storyline. So uh, in the micro, I, I like it because it gives me a lot to to chew on. Uh, although, yeah, like you said it earlier, it's going to all be about the follow through. And yeah, Raw's w- women's division is not great right now when um uh due to some technical difficulties i wasn't able to watch the past two weeks live but i heard that when they did the taping uh diana perrazzo and chelsea green showed up and <laughs> i was like oh well great that raw raw needs more people so fantastic put put them on there and then it turns out that they were just nxt cameos for some reason and came out with nxt graphics on the screen so that's just i don't know what to make of that um but yeah. Yeah, I guess if there's if there's one thing I really um, and this might sound hypocritical because I opened the show and I stand by this, that I I think there is room for this on a variety show where this is not your only representation of women. But when they got into the cat fight, I was a little bit like, oh, that's not really a flashback to the late 90s that I wanted to have. I don't know if um, like maybe we could save uh, save that level of physicality for when they're actually in a match and can actually do some do some wrestling moves against one another rather than just a just a slap fight. But um, you know, fingers crossed that that uh, Liv Morgan is at a a new level as a potential singles wrestler now than than she was uh, in in NXT. I think she was always a little flat in NXT, and then she had 
uh, what, a year and a half, two years uh, under, you know, next to Sarah Logan and under the wing of Ruby Riot, who um, who I consider to be a, a ring general. And I, I greatly anticipate her return. So hopefully uh, hopefully that was a very good positive learning experience for Liv. And we really do see, um, not just trying to use their term, but that we really do see a new Liv Morgan here, uh, somebody who um, makes the one from NXT a distant memory. Very good. Uh, Keith, any closing words? Uh, closing words. Thank you, Wade. And I just want to hear if anybody wants to comment on uh, Seth Rollins' one glove. But thanks. <laughs> I, I, didn't, thanks. I, didn't even, I didn't even notice or think about it. <laughs> I, I did. I did notice it. I thought uh, I was like, did, did he always have, wear his hair up like that? Did he always wear the? I can think the leather jacket's new. Yeah. And I, I definitely noticed the one glove. I was like, it's just the the little things when wrestlers make turns and just yep. start to shave their facial hair a little differently or or style their hair a little differently. And that was definitely one thing I picked up on. I guess I guess I'm neither here nor there on it because it's just a just a glove. But I I. I don't dislike it. It's a it's a visual there. signal. Like, yep, he's playing that new character now, and and the, just the way he walks, the swagger um, is mm-hmm. just different. I mean, I think the way he holds his shoulders are different. I mean, he just he feels like he's entered a new realm as a character. Um, that's it's, that's a is a continuum or a graduation from where he was. Um, not disconnected. This isn't you know Isaac Yankum to Kane, but it, it it feels you know markedly different. You can look at him and go, okay, there's some range here. We're not getting a replay of you know a few years ago Seth the heel cutting long promos in the ring. It just nobody wants to go back there, and this doesn't feel like a rerun. So uh, that that is good. All right, we'll go to four one nine next, and then after that eight six zero, and then after that three zero five. That those that's our goal is to get through those three calls, but we'll try to pick up the pace a little bit here. It's getting late. We're about to go to another commercial break. Why are you listening to commercial breaks? Why deal with these interruptions when you can become a VIP member? Support the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, the PW Torch Daily Casts, and the entire team and everything that we do, and get a ton in return for your membership by becoming a VIP member. Go to pwtorchvipinfo.com for full details, 30-plus years of archives of podcasts, retro radio shows, over 1,600 back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter, a fascinating march through our coverage of wrestling history, and so much more, including ad-free versions of the Wade Keller Podcast, Wade Keller Post Shows, and PW Torch Daily Casts, and several exclusive VIP podcasts just about every day, dozens of VIP-exclusive podcasts that you're not hearing because you're not a VIP member. So go VIP, pwtorchvipinfo.com. Subscribe to our VIP podcast feed and listen in a streamlined way with no interruptions to all of our podcasts. Again, that's pwtorchvipinfo.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, 419. Please state your name and where you're calling from. Hey guys, this is Denny from Toledo. Thanks for squeezing me in here. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, uh, a lot of calls tonight, but glad you called. Uh, what's what's on your mind, Denny? Um, I just wanted to say, like you know, it's been touched on a few times already, but Raw in general really has been better over the past few months because, um, as, as Tom stated a few times, they are rewarding people for paying attention. Uh, you know, the, the tonight specifically, I love the callback with uh, Andrade. Um, you know, pulling the uh, the you know the um, exposing the concrete again. I love the callback to the Street Profits beating um, you know beating uh, the, the OC uh, you know, Gallows and Anderson uh, weeks ago, and that meaning something. Um, and and so it's it's really rewarding us for paying attention, and it's making things that happened weeks ago matter this week and um that's something that raw had been missing for a long time because for a long time it just felt like they were just going from week to week and you know this very whimsical and nothing really matters and you know these two wrestled this week so this guy won and this so they're going to wrestle next week and the other guy's going to win and uh they haven't been doing that as much lately it feels like most characters have some sort of direction um they're rewarding us and it's it's been good um it's been really really good i've enjoyed it and um i really appreciate them not insulting their intelligence yeah, um, and I mean, the majority of people in my poll agree with you on Twitter. Over 200 votes in, and it's about 56% say it's been better, but still 46% saying it's not uh, with, with the current numbers. Uh, I just, I don't know how you can watch Raw start to finish these last two months and, and vote no on that. I mean, I just, I, I mean, you can say it's not your ideal show or you don't like it as much as NXT or, or AEW when I get that, but my God, it's better. I mean, it's just... I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, I've watched every Raw, like ever. And I mean, I'm looking forward to watching Raw because I have more faith, like you say, that they're going to do callbacks. They're going to reward you paying attention. And yes, this wedding angle is, you know, it's going to be polarizing. And it's, it's, an, and it's sort of, it's, that's why I said when I, you know, opened the show, I feel like I want to do two shows because I want to talk about the good parts about Raw and the things that I think they're doing well. And then there's the wedding, which is going to be a completely different conversation because it's a completely different type of, uh, of of segment that WWE does. And I know it's fashionable for some people, some who aren't watching, um, or just going with a you know approach of, well, it's not New Japan, so it sucks. Or, you know, it's not AW, so it sucks. Or it's not NXT, so it sucks. But if you watch the show and you're just open-minded about it, it's I think it's sort of undeniably better right now uh, by a good margin. And I think people who are saying it's not... Just watch with a fresh set of eyes, and 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 because I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. I mean, I just think it's a good, it's a good show lately. Yeah, I, I agree, and I feel like I mean AEW and NXT are still my cup of tea. Like they're they still I think present pro wrestling in a manner in which that I enjoy it more. Yeah, but. Raw has been Raw's been better, and Raw's been slowly catching up to him. Like I, you know, I've enjoyed Raw probably about as much as I did NXT last week, and that, I think that's a a testament to what you know Heyman and you know even you know maybe Vince is is, is doing there. Um, I do want to say also that like I I was kind of disappointed that when when I heard the female's voice that come out to, uh, for the wedding angle, the um um the woman they used as Lashley's first wife, I was kind of disappointed they didn't bring Crystal Marshall back for that because I, I feel know. like that could have added some sort of realism to it. Yep. 
I was thinking the same thing. I, I kind of was like, that's not her, is it? You know, like, and I'm like, okay, it's not her. But it's, it felt like an obvious place for, for it to be. By the way, just going back to the, the Raw's improved discussion, like, think about the Raw roster right now. It features, like, imagine, you know, five, six years ago saying, okay, we're going to, Raw going into 2020 is going to feature good pushes and good versions where the talent is being shown, not stifled, of Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, Andrade, uh, heck, Eric Rowan will be, you know, an emerging character. Uh, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Alistair Black, Cedric Alexander, not getting a big push, but relative to the others, but still having some good matches. Oh, yeah, Becky Lynch is going to be a breakout star. Is going to be the, the, the breakout star from that class of NXT, having uh, coming, coming out of her best year and going into another year as a top centerpiece star on Raw, uh, along with Charlotte. I mean, and I've left out a couple names here and there, but my God, that that's like a... If that didn't have the WWE logo above it, and that's what AEW launched with, if if history kind of went differently, I mean, people would look at that as a dream roster. I mean, KO, Samoa Joe, Seth repackaged, AJ Styles still delivering, Drew McIntyre. On, I mean, it's just it's 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 one of the better rosters in terms of as long as they're used well and not being buried or used to put other people over who don't deserve it. Um, that's a that's a heck of a roster to work with, and it's I wouldn't say it's hard to blow it because I've seen a lot of promoters blow good rosters before uh but this this is uh it, it's a it's a good group it's not surprising why if they're utilized well that they would do well um so yeah uh but anyway tom any any thoughts on the the second point that danny made there about uh about the the x's showing up oh about the x's um uh no i think i blew my points on that earlier that yeah. first guy really looked like kevin condren but uh <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no uh other than that i think you know honestly yeah. not much to add i think it 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 is i i would go as far as to say an objectively better show i i think uh it, 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 even just sitting there tonight the three hours just breezed right, right by i i enjoyed yeah. every segment there was no part of it that i thought oh i gotta get through this now i thought everything uh was was part a building block on a story that is being told and i i you know gives me all the more reason to want to tune tune in next week to see the next part of the story yep yeah anderson gallows street profits being used well so added to that uh denny uh any closing words from you um you know just uh, two more things uh but to your point wade kevin owens no longer has the shane mcmahon stench on him uh, Drew McIntyre no longer has the same man stench on him, so that's um, I feel like that's a, a, a testament to how well that they've been booked. I mean, McIntyre really isn't doing a whole lot right now, but I feel like the way that they're positioning him, it looks like they have a plan for him when the time is right. Um, and the second thing I want to say is I'm uh, I'm rooting for your Vikings this weekend, but if you get through this weekend, you'll have to play my 49ers. So uh, so good luck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I appreciate it, Denny. Um, hey, the, I mean, the Vikings have at times looked uh, uh, Super Bowl contenders and. A few weeks here and there look like there's some uh, fatal flaws that are going to prevent that. I wouldn't bet on them, um, but I'm going to be rooting for them. And as a long-suffering Minnesota sports fan, I am uh, very comfortable being in the underdog chair. It's a lot less stressful than going in favored in your home building because that has uh, that has been disastrous uh, for us uh, too often. So, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's just fun to have a Sunday noon playoff game. Uh, to to uh, to uh, to enjoy Zach Hadorn emailed earlier going you know he's a jealous Bears fan so um, <laughs> but we'll see anything can happen and they're healthy and and they will be well rested they essentially had a bye week this week uh, for a lot of the crew so or a, or a light practice for those who participated given the performance they put on um, all right cool uh, thanks Denny appreciate that so we'll go to uh, eight six zero and then three oh five on deck. 
Thank you for listening to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Don't forget, we also have the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcasts. That is a blue logo show. This show, you'll notice, has a red logo. There's a very similar logo, but it's blue. And that's for our Thursday flagship, plus our mailbag and interview shows. We have first-run interviews and, most weekends, a classic interview from our archives. Just search Wade Keller in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Pro Wrestling Podcasts and choose the blue logo and subscribe. Uh, 860, please state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, ladies, Jane Hartford. How are you? Uh, doing good. Good to hear from you, Jay. So uh, you did it, not end up going to the good. show? No, I made it. I made it. Oh, uh, cool. Just didn't get back to you in time. Oh, okay. the official on-site correspondent. So yep. I'll try not to steal their thunder just to, you know, bring up a few things. So, And, and it's, it's actually good that that you got them because I was late. So I only oh, okay. half good. of the show live. I caught half of it, you know, be a sling as I was driving. <laughs> so Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, long drive. Anyway, um, so first of all, your Raw has been much better. I mean, I don't see how anyone could disagree <laughs> that that over the last several weeks, the shows have just flowed way better than they ever have. They've been a very easy watch, and I, I've said that before, so I'm not going to belabor that point tonight. But you, you're you're just right <laughs> that that you know everyone's entitled to their opinion, but the shows have just been better. Even if you can't say that, oh, you know they're not doing everything right. You know, of course there's always room for improvement, but the shows have improved definitely over the last couple of months. Um, tonight, I, I had a question wait about something that I experienced with trying to get my tickets. So I didn't even know if I would be back in town for the show. When I realized I'd be back, um, I went online to like, this was pushing it close. The raw starts here, you know, eight o'clock Eastern time. And I actually got back in town at like quarter to nine. So the online ticket sales, I guess I called the box office and they ended at around four o'clock. And I'm just curious, you know, you being, being in this business and having kind of done what you've done for a while, if you know how it works. Um, so I called the box office and I'm like, can I still come there and, and purchase a ticket? And they say, well, we may close at 8.30 or 9. And I'm thinking, okay, well, what does that mean? You know. So they explain that it's up <laughs> to the promoter when they yeah. actually stop selling tickets. And I'm not sure. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I would, I would think, but I'm not a promoter. I don't know anything about this side of it. That you would just have that, that window open until, like, if somebody walks up 10 minutes before, you know, the show ends and wants to buy a ticket what would be the reason that you wouldn't sell it to them? I would think that doesn't happen often enough that it would be worth keeping someone at the ticket booth that late if they normally don't staff the ticket booth that late. Um, that would be my take on okay. that. Like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I just, I, I, I wouldn't think too many people show up that late. I mean, it would be a real bummer to not keep the box office open for 45 minutes or an hour after the advertised start time because sometimes people run late. Um you know, but but the I mean, so many people buy their tickets online now, and they just hold up their phone and get it zapped when they're sure. going through the gate. It's sure. just it's a different era in that way too. And so I just don't think that that situation would come up much. I think if there's bad weather, um, or there's just a history of late arrivals in a market like Los Angeles where the show started a little earlier, then that would be different. But I I, I would I would say calling it playing it by ear, depending on when the traffic slows down, sounds about right. It's like you know sometimes small town bars close at at you know one one fifteen or one thirty instead of two a.m. you know sure. because yeah. there's just nobody yeah. left and the bartender's like I'm going home so yeah 
that, that yeah the staffing that that makes sense and and that's why i asked you <laughs> it didn't yeah, yeah. Line, you know because they normally close earlier i'm just thinking sell me a ticket like you know i want to come to your show late you should be <laughs> happy because the show i mean you know if we look how, how bad it's been you know going back before the last couple of months you should be happy someone wants to come to your show late but anyway <laughs> yeah good point. Um, so um but thank you thank you for answering that and, and actually to add to that point uh when i tried to go in with the ticket it wouldn't even scan and the lady's like oh it's saying invalid date and this and eventually <laughs> oh, no. let me in so you know I, but i thought it was going to be a big problem and i was gonna have to like fight for a refund and <laughs> so wow. but moving on uh live morgan um wade i didn't even know who that was when she came out i thought it was dana brooke <laughs> and i i don't blame you there they're every week yes i know i know yeah had no idea yeah. and hartford you know you i know, knew it wasn't dana because and, she know, wasn't flexing her butt bi- I, I knew it wasn't dana because she wasn't <laughs> flexing her biceps when she walked out you're right yeah. you're right I that was a tell that. giveaway yeah <laughs> so to me, Hartford is, um, from my experience going to Raw, and I've been going to just about every Raw since maybe 2010 or even, I think, 2009. Uh, I think there are a lot of casual fans there, a lot of parents with kids. So oftentimes there are people who don't know who some of these superstars are. And so not only did it not make sense to me what they did with Liv Morgan, you built her up, and this was her, I guess, debut. It it just completely baffled me. But then you do it in front of a crowd tonight where I don't think I didn't know who it was. And I, I'm a faithful. I'm not viewer. sure Vic you Joseph know, knew so who think, it was the whole time. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It, it was rough. Yeah. And so, but my, when she left, I don't know if it's been a year or less, but when she left SmackDown, she said, Hey, I got to go. I don't know. Change or something. Find myself. Um, do we know if this is what they had in mind or do we think they, like, even with the vignettes, were they supposed to lead to this or was it like, Hey, bring her out here at the what? Like it, it, it just doesn't flow. It does, yeah. the, the debut tonight doesn't match up with these, you know, weeks of vignette saying, you know, Liv is coming and then she just walks out tonight. Like, Oh, Hey, yeah, I dated Lana. I, is it just me or like, I, I don't think it matches, meshes up well at all. And, and I, it feels like it, that should have been, I guess, the end of the segment, even though we were, you know, the crowd was rabbit for Rusev and you knew he was going to be there and in the cake and whatever. But I feel like there's going to be no more mention of Alana uh, lifting. It just seems like a throwaway after we could yeah. have yeah, uh, Tom, uh, anything more you want to add on on the, the journey of Liv and what they might have been doing with her? My intuition, for whatever that may be worth, tells me that they probably didn't have specifically this planned out back when Liv said, next time you see me, I'll be um, I'll be real. Or I think that's what she said. I'll be I'll be the real me. Um but I think they at least had an idea that they want that this was a talent they wanted to do something with. So they committed to finding something for her. And this ended up being that I know there were a lot of uh, fans, myself being one of them, who thought that she would be a good fit as a as a new character on the Firefly Funhouse. Um, but, yeah, I, I would I would I would guess that they probably didn't have this all planned out 
back then but uh but they knew that they wanted to put her somewhere and here she is yeah that's my best guess too uh jay just any quick takeaway from being in the building tonight uh regarding how the crowd reacted to the wedding it it, it, uh yeah they reacted i mean we laughed like for example when uh uh, lana goes on that spiel about oh i don't want to have a little monster baby or you know whatever and i'm gonna look like all the one you know those things got booze from the crowd and everything and then the priest to me that was the best part when the priest said to lashley are you sure (laughs) you want to go through this and the crowd did (laughs) pop and laugh for that um other than that it was you know, again, I'll let your on-site correspondent give his take, his or her take, but the first guy came out with, it's like, who is this? I'm like, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be Rusev's brother, like, defending him or something, and then the, the next lady comes out, and just like one of your previous callers, I was sitting there, I'm like, where's Crystal Marshall when you need her, you know? And and then Liv Morgan came out, and it, it fell flat. You know, I will say, it, it, it got a pop from the crowd, and you know, unfortunately, there's some guys, you know, kind of excited and kind of getting vulgar, like, oh, yeah, kiss, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, calm down, there's <laughs> kids around, you know, but it, it got a reaction, got a lot of Jerry chants, which was actually funny to me. And I, I have to admit, I even joined in on them because it, and I'm thinking, Jerry Springer, is that still a thing? But in the moment, it was fun. And it was funny, it was like, because it's, it's like we're watching Jerry Springer. So, yeah. you know, but, yeah. um, and obviously, that's what they're going for. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah, I guess that's what they're going. It gets a reaction. I've heard your callers say, you know, you know, people. My wife, same way, she's a casual fan, but you know, it it catches your attention when you're on or when it's on, and you're a casual fan. You're like, oh, what is this? And it's entertaining. And Alana's annoying, and she's she does it very well. Like I, I, I booed as hard as I could. <laughs> you know, she was very annoying. You know, she she yeah. she she's earning her, I guess, heat, so to speak. Um, if the segment's doing anything, it's it's doing that or you know i don't know where the story's going but i don't i don't even see how they get out of this does lashley finally get set up and you know with the way she's treating him or like i don't even know where it could go but but the live crowd it, it certainly got a reaction i i can yeah. gauge whether they loved it or hated it i was ready to boo when they said it was coming which way i'll say this that's why i wanted to go tonight so i'm thinking i'm not gonna make it home in time da 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 and I actually just watched SmackDown today due to the holidays and everything. And I saw the ad for Monday's Raw has a wedding. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going. I want to see. I don't like the storyline, but I'm like, if I can be there live just to <laughs> see this, you know, like like yes. in the car wreck. I'm like, I want to be there to see how this goes down. And then when you, you know, when we discussed possibly me being the on-site correspondent, I'm like, okay, I'm really going to try to get there. But um, <laughs> I, I was in the building for it, you know. It, That's the thing. You can say when people know, talk I, about this. I was there. I was there. Yes, I was there. Jay, thanks so much. Appreciate there. it. Yep. Yeah. For, for, <laughs> thank you, Wade. Yeah, thanks thank for checking in. If you've got any more thoughts on the in-person experience, feel free to email. I know you didn't see the whole show, but we can, uh, you know, sure contribute. Thing. So, cool. Sure nice. thing. Sure thing. Take care. Have a good Yep, you too. Happy New Year. Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on PWTorchDailyCast.com, hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling, taking your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. 
On Sunday nights with a WWE or Impact pay-per-view, we go on the air at the conclusion of that pay-per-view. You can listen live, but of course the full show is available for download on demand anytime shortly after it airs. Visit PWTorchDailyCast.com and click the live stream link to find the next scheduled live show link. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Wrestling Night in America every Sunday, PWTorchDailyCast.com. All right, so we'll go to uh, 305. 305, please state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, Wade, Javier from Miami. Hi, Tom. Hey, Javier. Hey, Javier. Good to hear from you. Well, so uh, what have you thought of our conversation? Well, I mean, you pretty much touched on everything this episode. But, Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, man, the, the, this, this was my, my, my thoughts on the episode was uh, there was a, a lot of garbage. There were some good moments, some great moments, but it was mostly a mess. And that also happens to be my review of Rise of Skywalker. So, uh, <laughs> wow. uh, so, uh, so yeah, and, and of the wedding. So it's like all a, a triumvirate there. Um, you know, the the wedding was weird. It's like I'm like, man, this is just horrible. And I'm like, well, this was awesome. And I'm, oh, this was horrible. I, I was like, it was like a roller coaster of emotions that 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 yeah. wedding. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, and, and and to defend the the cat fight, uh, Tom. Um, I, at first, I had the same reaction that you did. Is like I'm like, oh no. But then, I mean, Liv went hard after Lana, and I'm like, wow, this is. <laughs> I, I think this was the most like real looking fight that they that 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 I've seen, you know, probably today. So yeah, that's um, fair. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, the um, uh, I, I at the beginning of the show I was not a big fan of the Rollins promo because it kind of felt you know just spinning wheels, not really moving the story forward, and it really felt like it was just there to um, to introduce his new nickname. Since I'm assuming they're going with Messiah, since uh, it was mentioned three times today. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's usually an early sign. Yeah, because uh, he mentioned it. I think the King mentioned it. I think it was mentioned by I think maybe Phillips later in the show so um so yeah i wasn't a huge fan of the uh of that uh, of that promo sure. in the beginning yeah yeah um yeah and uh what did you guys uh, um i'm not sure if you touched upon this but what, what do you think about uh drew Ma- uh drew mcintyre's like new personality yeah it was different like it was he was chumming it up with a kid at ringside and breaking into a smile i i we haven't talked about that yet uh tom uh, I mean, like you've seen Drew through his whole NXT run, uh, and now here on the main roster. What's your take on on what they've been doing at Drew, and then and then tonight getting a squash match win, but showing showing a different side of himself in particular tonight? Yeah, so I always wish that I had something new to say about Drew McIntyre, but he always seems like he's in the same position every time I get a chance to talk about him. Uh, and and the main thing that I always say is that in NXT. He just came off. Uh, he he was a guy who, the instant he came through that curtain, he commanded the room. It was just something he exuded. Uh, that you know, as as soon as he came through, you had to pay attention to him, and it felt like there was a big star in the room. Uh, and I've wanted to see that translate uh, to to Raw and SmackDown, um, or or maybe yeah, I think just Raw he's been on, but can't keep that straight. But. Uh, you know, it's it's again. He just feels like he's been in the same place for so long, and 
this with with last week saying that 2020 will be the year of Drew McIntyre or however he phrased that um you know it's like okay you, you can have a number of wrestlers say that and and we'll see whether it takes them on a journey this this past year we saw that with the undisputed era they said this you know by the end of the year we're going to be draped in gold and at the time i thought well it's just an arbitrary year rolling over thing and here we are it's really been the year of the undisputed era so um if they're <laughs> going to do something with drew great um with his performance tonight uh you know we hope that there's a plan in place for him, but the way he came off tonight, it seemed like right before he came through the curtain, someone leaned over to him and said, hey, by the way, we've got big plans in place for you. And that just bled through mm. in his very confident, very loose performance. Um, you know, it, it was probably the most energized I've seen him since uh, maybe ever since he came fr uh, from NXT uh, but at, at least since uh, that, that tag match with um, Shane Roman and The Undertaker which was uh, surprisingly fun um, so I, I, I'm optimistic and again just repeating all my same talking points about Drew because I still feel the same way I think that there is big potential for a face turn, and yeah. the ingredients were sort of there tonight. It was a, it was similar to the Charlotte promo in a sense that he was leaning babyface a little bit, but it seemed like he was mostly trying to get over as a heel, and I wasn't really sure. But I think that if he does make a major babyface turn at some point this year, uh, the the badass Drew has been there, so we know what he can bring to the table. But he hasn't been so much of a jerk that he doesn't give us a reason to immediately latch on to him. Like, even going as far as to having the crowd count down with him before hitting his finisher, it was very um, participatory. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I, gosh, I mean, I, they've given me a reason to be optimistic again, right when I was thinking maybe the ship sailed on him. Uh, so here, here I go into the new year hoping that we, we get a, um, a, major, a major new look at Drew. Cool. Uh, great. Uh, Javier, we got to get to our on-site correspondence. So any uh, closing word from you? I know you held a long time. I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> uh, no, well, I mean, just uh, what, what he said about the uh, about Drew McIntyre. The only thing is I found, which is the reason I found it weird, is how he, it's, he had real strong interaction with the uh, crowd, which is something that most wrestlers don't do nowadays, uh, how he's, you know was playing with the crowd. Uh, yeah. It's almost yeah. like what they do in house shows. Yes. So, yeah. So no, I'm, 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 I'm hoping to see more. Well, I'll uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. I mean, honestly, if there wasn't a wedding, that would have been a big, t uh, a, you know, a significant talking point on the show today. Is just, you know, w w how is he positioned going into 2020, and what did we read into his? Just he just felt like, yeah, more more loosey goosey, relaxed, and I mean, sort of likable. But in, you know, then then he went and just turned it on in the ring, and it's like, okay, you know, he's just you know being a badass, beating up sympathetic figures. So, yeah, I, I'm intrigued. Well, uh, guys, have a happy new year. I have one other thing, but I'll just go ahead and email that to you. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Yep, we'll, we'll try to get to that in uh, mailbag. Right. Right. Uh, so check out Javier uh, on last Friday's uh, SmackDown post show, making his debut as a co-host. You can also check out his PWTorch.com Impact Hits and Misses column on a weekly basis. And uh, so, yeah, okay, let's uh, just check in with Correspondent. He is ready to go. So we're going to uh, transition to that. So stay tuned. We'll find out what it was like in the building right after this. All 
All right, so as you can tell, we're coming up to the end of this podcast, even though we had talked about an on-site correspondent. We did talk to Justin, who attended in Hartford. The conversation went really long, so I'm splicing in this edit to let you know. We're going to put that up as a separate podcast on our blue podcast feed, the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, a New Year's Eve edition. We weren't sure what we're going to do as far as a show on New Year's Eve with it being the holiday um, but this is what we'll do. We'll put up the on-site correspondent conversation and also the mailbag segment. And that'll be sort of a part two of a very long uh, post-show on Raw. And that'll be over uh, late later on Tuesday afternoon on the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling podcast feed. So be on the lookout for that. And then I'll be back on Wednesday night here on the Red Feed, the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post-show with a look at uh, AEW Dynamite. The return to live programming on TNT for Dynamite, a new season. And uh, back in Jacksonville, their uh, home, the home base of uh, Tony Khan and the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they'll be there for uh, the start of the new season. Very eager to see what they do to uh, kick off the new year. Do we see any changes? Do they take a couple weeks off and and uh, refresh any any ideas or concepts or presentations that they have? Or is it just an indistinguishable continuation of what they have been doing, which would be you know largely fine too, even with some of the critiques I've had of the show. Um, still enjoying the shows and, and eager to see where they go. So that'll be coming up Wednesday and then uh, Friday. Of course, I'll be by for the post show. And in between, we'll have the flagship over on the Blue Logo show. That'll drop on uh, Thursday afternoon or Thursday night. So thanks to Tom Staup. Uh, he and I interview uh, our correspondent, Justin, who was in Hartford, and that'll be available tomorrow over on our other feed. So if, you, if for some reason you only listen to the post shows and don't listen to the podcast, uh, please uh, subscribe to that. Uh, just search Wade Keller in your podcast app, and you'll see the red logo for this show pop up. You'll also see a blue one that looks almost identical. Subscribe to that. And if you haven't yet, check out the uh, flagship with uh, Jason Paul and me from last week, and then look for the uh, the new show with even more coverage of this historic wedding episode of Monday Night Raw. So uh, that'll do it for me. You can follow me on Twitter at the Wade Keller. I post pictures of cute animals, or retweet, I should say, pictures of cute animals, and uh, also uh, other current events posts and a lot of wrestling stuff and a variety of other things. And then you can also follow our main brand on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at PW Torch. That's at PW Torch. All right, thank you so much, everybody. And until next time, Wade Keller, thanking Tom, thanking all our callers, and signing off for now. in perspective and take your eyes off the screen with a paper copy subscription to the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter, the newsletter that I launched over 30 years ago, and it continues, and you can be part of it with exclusive cover stories that I write on wrestling's top stories each week, plus exclusive columns from Bruce Mitchell, Greg Parks, John Radican, Alan Cunahan, and more, 
our post-pay-per-view roundtables with the staff giving their analysis of the show and scores with different perspectives and different points of view. After all, WWE and AEW pay-per-views. Plus, the Torch Newswire will keep you up to date on Pro Wrestling's top stories and exclusive insider tidbits, Torch Talk interview transcripts, and much more. Look forward to visiting the mailbox once again. Go to pwtorch.com slash papercopy for details. That's pwtorch.com slash papercopy for details and sign-up information. Some of Pro Wrestling's best podcasts are VIP exclusive, and you can go VIP and find out why we have been supported by paid subscribers for over 30 years with our exclusive top-shelf content, including Pro Wrestling Torch senior columnist Bruce Mitchell with the Bruce Mitchell Audio Show. I usually host that program, although he has a variety of guest hosts with different themes and unmatched historical insight, but primarily providing insight and hard-hitting analysis and opinion opinion on what today's news means. Also, The Fix with Todd Martin. Every midweek, Todd and I sit down for two and a half, three and a half hours with analysis of the latest TV shows and major events from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and many others. Plus, he'll keep you up to date on what just happened in the world of MMA, UFC, Bellator, and more, and what's coming up the following weekend. Plus, book reviews, reviews of documentaries, and so much more comprehensive coverage of the worldwide pro wrestling scene. And then the unmatched mailbag segment. This is one of the highlights of the week in the pro wrestling podcast world. I know I sound like I'm exaggerating, but this is great stuff. The fixed listeners provide fantastic questions, and Todd delivers every week. You will learn, you will think, and you will appreciate professional wrestling on another level when you go VIP. And that includes Bruce and Todd joining me for post-pay-per-view roundtables following WWE and AEW pay-per-view events where we spend roughly an hour, sometimes longer, breaking down the pay-per-view. As soon as it ends, we are recording that podcast, and within about 90 minutes, it's available for VIP members on our VIP-exclusive podcast feed. All the VIP shows are available on popular podcast apps on both iPhone and Android. No ads, no plugs on the VIP exclusives, and we remove the plugs and ads from the free shows that also show up on the VIP podcast feed sometimes sooner than the general public has access to them. That's just scratching the surface. Go check out full details on VIP benefits, including retro radio shows from the early to late 1990s, our podcast dating back to the mid-2000s, back issues of the Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly Newsletter, over 1,600 of them, and so much more. Full details at pwtorchvipinfo.com. That's pwtorchvipinfo.com. Join the ranks of the most well-informed and most entertained pro wrestling fans with the best podcast lineup anywhere. Go VIP and get these shows with the ads and plugs removed also. A huge bonus. PWTorchVIPInfo.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.